And welcome everybody to another off the wall edition. That's right. It's we. It's we. It's that uh, triple T with a good old D. You know what I'm saying? To the turnbuckle. I am Logan Logan Andy Morris, or whatever is left of him. I have no idea, frankly. What, what's left? What's left, Jason? I mean, what's left? There's some pieces left. Pieces. I don't know. Leave the pieces when you go. Um, but as you can see, it is just me and Mr. McCarthy at the McCarthy Manor. Uh, Travis Snapper's out. Uh, I don't know what he say he was doing. I don't know. I think he had to work. Had to work. Is that innuendo or? Uh, I think Travis and innuendo. Eh, yeah. Maybe if it was you or me, right. I would accept innuendo. But I don't think so this time. Maybe he and Lauren are riding the rails. I mean, we'll never know. A couple he's, of hobos. He's very bashful about those. Kinds he of is. I've noticed. <laughs> I tried to loosen him up a little bit. They, they might be able to ride the rails better together, holding hands. One's on one end, the other's on the other. They're attached to the train. That was probably horrible. Well, I'm having fun. Whoops. <laughs> uh, I'm picturing that. Picturing anything. That's some like yeah. Looney Tunes stuff right yeah. there. I like it. I really hope he's listening. Yeah, me too. That'd be great. Me too. Hi, Travis. We love you, buddy. Get to the graphics on that. We're gonna make a cartoon, buddy. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yes, look, we'll make like a little. Remember those old booklets you used to? You, you could draw a picture in every page, and then you you flip them real quick, and it'd be like the, the flip books. Yeah, yeah. Them uh, that's what we we'll do with him and Lauren uh, for their wedding. Uh, I like it. It'll be some very inappropriate things. <laughs> Woo! As long as his, her parents' eyes get this big, I'm down. I, I'm in. I'm in. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna get blowfish big. They're gonna be like, oh my god, who, who are these people? Oh, it's not insanity. It's loganity, and it's, it's. Um, we're not the most PG show in the world. Today's episode is titled. Today's episode: Storming Towards Saudi, because that's what it feels like. All of a sudden, we've got Jason. We've got. A direction. We've got a direction. We have a direction towards Saudi Arabia. Triple H finally got off his keister. What's up, bud? Yeah, we are. What's up? How you doing? Hello. How you doing? Good. How's your your elbow? Pretty good. All right. Now you have to come over here and show the viewing public what he's referring to. Yeah. Upstairs. All right. Well, I mean, you came down here. Should have came down. This is what he's referring to. Gives me time to share the show anyway. My wonderful clone broke his elbow. Like legit. Dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. Technical difficulties. We'll be right back. I need to make that screen. That'd be great. But no, he broke his elbow. He now has two screws in his funny bone. To reattach it. Now, are those screws going to be there forever? Yeah. There was nothing funny about it, just so you know. You know, because sometimes you put screws in, and then it's 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 temporary, and they go oh, get them later. No, so they're those not. are full-time. Those are forever. Those are full-time screws. Boy, you're really getting screwed there. Ha-ha, yeah. I said he's allowed to say that now. Ha-ha-ha-ha. Ha-ha. All right, but yes, today's episode is titled Storming Towards Saudi. But first, we got to talk about... Friday Night Smackdown, or uh, you know, how does how does Pat McAfee say it? Smackdown? How does that how does that work? How does how does he how does he say Smackdown? I don't remember. All right, it's been a while because he's seeing Rocky Top. Home sweet home to me. Come on, Jason, sing Rocky Top. Oh, I forgot the words. Damn it! I know we went over this before the show, but damn it, we've talked about how old I am. 
We won't talk about other reasons why I can't remember shit. Well, that's that's not appropriate for, for viewers to know. Um, no, it's it is. It's very interesting. Uh, SmackDown. Let's talk it. Let's talk it. Okay. Let's talk it. So, Bray Wyatt made his long-awaited return to WWE television on regular programming. Anyway, I got to tell you, I wasn't that pleased. They ruined his entrance. Ruined it. Ruined it. Why? They they ruined his entrance. Well, did you did you hear the theme song? Yeah, I heard it. Was it anything you liked? I mean, it wasn't like catchy like the other ones. If that's what you're referring, that's to. what I am referring to. No, I there it goes. I absolutely. Well, did we have some technical difficulties? Uh, we sounded weird, well, but it fixed itself. So I think it was. Don't we always phone? Don't we always doing weird don't, things? Don't, don't we always sound weird? But I got don't, it. Don't we? Don't we always sound odd? Different. I mean, we are odd and different. That's true. And that's, like it was like real slow motion. I was like, "What's going on?" Whoa! Yeah, just like that. Forever, a little Sandlot reference. Ah, Do you remember that. the Sandlot? Dude, I grew up on that movie. Nineties kid, remember? I thought you grew up on the Wizard of Oz. No, uh, but no. I wasn't impressed. Those with, monkeys are scary. I, I wasn't impressed with. I wasn't impressed either. Those monkeys could have been made so much better. Out of context, we'd really be in trouble. <laughs> uh, we are talking about the Wish of Oz, people. Um, yeah, get your mind out of the gutter. And, and so, I wasn't impressed with Bray Wyatt's return. I wasn't impressed with it. He spoke from the heart, as we know. They ruined his entrance. I liked both the Hurt Heel version, that of the which was the same theme song as... His uh, cult leader, you know, the Broken Out in Love thing, it was just a different, you know, heavy metal, hard rock version. And now it's just completely gone off the rails. We wanted on the comments, what do you think of Bray Wyatt's return? He broke character, essentially, in some ways, and spoke from the heart, but then but then that weird-ass shield, Saul-looking, it's like Saul meets the mask from Jim Carrey. That's what that looks like. It's like those two made, uh, you know, coitus and... And that's what do you like? Picture it now, not not the coitus, but I picture know. that mask. <laughs> uh, and then kind of saw meets the mask from Jim Carrey. Yeah, and they developed a samurai warlord. Yeah, or something. Uh, what do you think of his return to SmackDown? Kind of speaking from the heart, but then all of a sudden, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know, all of a sudden it was Wizard of Oz ish. I wasn't overly impressed. I don't... I didn't, like, hate it. I think a big part of that is the crowd itself. Because even though they, they, they changed the music and the entrances and as cool as it was at Extreme Rules, it wasn't for fan participation. You would lose a lot as far as a Bray Wyatt entrance is concerned. Like, everybody knows, throw out there, pull out your flashlight on your phone, light up the arena. But I think what what made it what took me out of his, this is me, this is from the heart. Like, there's nothing wrong with cutting a promo like that. Sure. But what took me out of it was the sharp contrast from, this is me, this is serious, 100% from the heart, to weird mask guy. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not like there was no setup for it. It was super abrupt, and it just doesn't make sense. Like if he if he was still doing the Firefly Funhouse, or even if he was just cutting a promo and didn't say, "This is one hundred percent me. This is from the heart." Like I think that's what made the adjustment to the White Rabbit, for lack of a better term, really took me out of the whole thing. I had to watch it again to even figure out what the hell he was saying, and I'm still not sure. Uh, it's it made no sense. It was it was absolute Looney Tunes. I mean, it it sounded like a like a Jake Roberts voicemail in the '90s. Uh, ah. um, Big Stevie C's watching. How are you, brother? Oh. What do you think of Bray Wyatt's return on SmackDown? We weren't overly impressed. Um, no, it it just to me. Um, and you know what? And maybe Extreme Rules was so good that we were expecting more, and what we got wasn't what we were expected. Well, so it was like eh, it was all right. Well, but let, well, let me ask this: was it was it that good? Extreme Rules yeah, return because because let's be honest: are we are we looking at it with some nostalgia and rose colored glasses? Like, yeah, it was cool. It was different. But where the hell does a door pop up in the arena? Like, what does this have to do with professional wrestling? What does anything that he did like? And I'm and I'm a Bray Wyatt guy, you know this. Yes. And I can I can deal with a lot of hokey. Undertaker's biggest mark, not named Callaway. Uh, see what I did there? I see what you did there. But everything with Taker, I shouldn't say everything. Most things with Taker, we knew where. What's this got to do with wrestling? Now some of the things ascending to the heavens and all that power you know, from the urn. Yeah. And- but but most things we still un, uh, where are we as a for a direction? Yeah, we got to have a direction for the most coveted return in recent memory. I mean, short of you know, there was a lot of hype for Cody and all that, but we all have have clamored have clamored our guts out for Bray Wyatt to come back to the WWE or frankly professional wrestling as a whole, even if it wasn't. WWE, and right now there's no direction, and I think that is a major problem. I mean, where's what? What is the feud? Is he going to feud with himself? Who? I think that's what hurts it more. Like I think the return was done very well because it was a surprise, but it wasn't. And the ambiance in the arena, but I think doing it at the end of the show with nobody is why we feel that way. Like, cause say what you will about him bringing in too many people at once and losing direction very quickly. Most of the returns or I can't even really say returns unless they were heard, but most of the people that get signed and they try to make a big splash out of it on dynamite or at the pay-per-views are usually cutting a promo on somebody. Mm-hmm. There's something for us to latch on to now. Does it always work? No, because we've had quite a few signees in AEW that have absolutely disappeared, like Ruby Soho, very shortly after like finishing her feud with Brevet. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, there are women there that have been long- there longer than her. So is she paying her dues in the company? Because I'm, sh- I'm sure she's working dark and... Elevation because that's part of your job as a veteran. Sometimes you got to work the know nothing shows to 
teach the younger generation what to do because you can talk till you're blue in the face about this is why I do this, this is what I do, why I do that. Um, and I listened to the guns, Billy Guns kids on Unrestricted this morning, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Our dad did that, told us this, told us that, told us this." But until you get in there and it clicks, you don't get it. And so they need that veteranism on Elevation and Dark, even if the people on there aren't going to be signed to AEW and they're just going to keep being on the independent scene around the country, that's still invaluable to the wrestling business as a whole. Absolutely. I mean, it's about paying a full bird, right? I mean, uh, this business, you know, as much as I want everybody to hang on forever, nobody can, you know, and forever is. But again, where are we going? That's and to to Triple H's credit, I've had a lot of questions on direction of the product as a whole in the last few weeks. And for the most part, besides Bray Wyatt, he gave me, you know, a lot of the questions like where are we going with this, where are we going with that, what's going on with Omos, what you know, the things that I have, have incessantly complained about. But I just think with Bray Wyatt being the hottest return at least since Cody Rhodes, maybe hotter. I don't know. You know, let's let's have that question. What's a what's a more coveted return? Cody Rhodes to the WWE or Bray Wyatt? I think Cody. Why? Because be because when when Cody left, it was yeah, wrestling fans who knew knew who Cody Rhodes was, right? True. All right, sure. You know, people that used to be wrestling fans but for whatever reason got tired of the product, don't have time to watch it, whatever reason, they haven't watched it forever. I mean, that's I've stopped watching wrestling, so I get it. Um, they would know Cody because of his last name. Mm-hmm. Now, because of what he did on the independent scene and being so involved in everything AEW, he's kind of a household name. The non-wrestling fans know who Cody Rhodes is. I can't say the same about Bray Wyatt. Now, will non-wrestling fans know who The Fiend was? Probably, because I'm pretty sure that was a big Halloween costume. And you just see him him everywhere. And it just kind of fit for something to grasp on to the non-wrestling fan. Like the horror fan Mm -hmm. that doesn't watch wrestling. Oh, what is that? That's pretty cool. Maybe they tune in now. Um, But I think Cody... Because everything he did, and you never thought he was going to come back. It no. was one of those that you were like, even though you never ne- say never in wrestling, it was one of those, it was so bad. He was so mad. Him and Triple H were mad at each other. Him and Vince were mad at each other. But time heals all wounds. Well, no, I, I said, and I always I always want to clarify because I don't want to sound ignorant, but in terms of shock value, not of return of investment per se, but in terms of shock value, it's it's our version of Hogan to WCW. Yeah. That's what it is. Because you never thought, you know, you never thought Hogan at the time. I know that sounds ridiculous now because he's done it multiple times and you can't roll him out doing it again because of just how he is. At the time, people don't, people that now know all of Hulk Hogan, Terry Belea's, you know, issues... It was unheard of to think that he was going to compete against Vince McMahon. If, if one wrestler had a hand in building WWE to the, the mammoth giant it's become, it would be Hulk Hogan, similar to Cody Rhodes of AEW. If one person, if if only, if one person on the active wrestling roster 
had their their hand in AEW become what it was. Obviously, it was more, just like there was more in WWE. But the pillar was Cody Rhodes. The pillar was Hulk Hogan. And I know that everyone now, with all Hogan's baggage, would you know it doesn't sound as shocking. But at the time, Hogan didn't have any baggage, number one. Mm. Number two, Vince and Hogan had agreed, I'm not going to compete against you. I'm going to focus on movies. Come on in here and there. You know, and... And he did, he, they disagreed on the future of his creative, but it was, they never once thought, all right, we're going to go our own ways completely. And then all of a sudden, because, you know, there's some differing stories on why the deal came about between Hogan and Vince in terms of him going to WCW. But both agreed for the longest time, despite their differences on where Hogan's future was going to be when he did get back in the ring. They thought there's no they Hogan said it well, I never thought to go to WCW until Bischoff calls him. Uh, yeah. Jericho said the same thing. Yeah. He was like, I had no intention of ever wrestling in the States again. Yeah. For anyone other than Vince. And then this happened. And and AEW, I mean, technically a big part of what got AEW was Jericho and Omega in Japan. Don Callis called Jericho for that. Mm-hmm. He's like, you and Omega should do this match. And the buy rates went up as soon as it was announced. As far as pay-per-view dollars, ticket sales and everything went up. And then all five of those guys, Jericho, Young Bucks, Kenny, that was Cody, fr- were all like in the same place at the same time to really talk about it and maybe get the wheels turning. Of course, Kenny, Young Bucks, and Cody more than Chris, but there was... Okay, this will work. And, well, I'm living proof of that. That was the first time in my life that I actively, as it was happening, paid attention to Japan, Japanese professional wrestling. Had I always known what was going on, kind of, keep an eye here and there? Yes. But to actually be invested in the product and what's going to happen there, that was the first time I ever went, whoa. Mm -hmm. And so I'm living proof of that. So and, And I always... Give Kenny Omega part. I know I'm very critical of him on this show. Some of it is show business, sweetheart, but a lot of it is I hate that guy. Uh, but no, that was people. You know, well, if AEW achieves the success that it can achieve, that match will end up being one of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Because without that match, there is no AEW. Nope. Um, people don't understand just how. Because again, it. it I'm living proof of that. Overall, I don't. I didn't pay attention to "quote unquote" foreign wrestling. You know, again, when big news happens, you pay a little bit of attention. But overall, pay attention. No, didn't have a lot of focus to it. But then that happens. You know, first of all, Chris Jericho's a household name. That's why he's the Ring of Honor World Champion. People trying to get a TV deal. Let's get that, please. And so, when it when it comes to Getting people to invest, Chris Jericho is arguably the best in the world at it. I went out and bought an Alpha Club t-shirt. I don't buy much Chris Jericho merch. Ain't nothing against Chris Jericho. He's just not my guy. Like It's my guy. Yeah. He got a few shirts. Yeah, I'm sure you're... a few books. I'm sure, uh, and you'll probably get a few more of both. Probably. So uh, he, at some point he's got to update his, his match thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was... Who did he say? Alex Marvez keeps track for him. Yeah. So, like, can, will there be a volume two? There's going to have to be at this point. And I mean, then a volume three. 
Um, but back to uh, we're on a we're on a hell of a tangent. I oh, know, aren't, yeah. aren't we? What the hell well, happened? We're on a hell of a. It's t- fine. It's okay. Um, People don't watch this show or listen to this show for our adherence to the rundown. Uh, look, the rundown is a guy. That's all it is. It's like the speed limit. It's a suggestion. <laughs> Only when I'm driving to Mansfield. Or back. Or, I or think back. it's worse back. <laughs> it's dark. No one's we were, out there we really. Were, like, oh, we, were laying it it, we were laying it down, boys. It's so easy in sport, man. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's great. Time to go home. Oh, baby, how I love to ride. <laughs> so, all right, but as far as give me a prediction on Bray Wyatt and, and who's his first feud going to be with, or are we going to see this kind of odd feud with himself for a while, which to me is anticlimactic because the name of the game in this business, no matter what your view view is on professional wrestling versus sports entertainment, get it in the ring. That's what this is about. Um, I'm going to have to say, like, it, it can't be a feud against himself. They kind of did that already mm-hmm. without getting in the ring with the Firefly Funhouse Bray and the Fiend. Right. Sure. Like it was kind of not a real kind of self-contained me against me feud, but there were times where the Fiend and Firefly Bray weren't really vibing as what they were trying to do. So you don't want to do that again. But who you go after, I mean, the, the, the right person is Roman. But they're not going to take the title off of him until Cody or The Rock show up. So you can't put Bray in a feud to lose already. I mean, you can because that's his career, basically. But you've invested a lot of time, money, and effort into repackaging Bray Wyatt. The social media campaigns ain't cheap. No. Oh. Even even if it's just a lower third with the QR code popping up and during Raw, that's still time, effort, and money. So of course, you, you got have, a lot of it, pal. That's fair, but at the same time, you, you got to look at it like that. And I, I think Triple H does more so than Vince. Vince used to. But then it got to the point where Vince is like, I don't care. Like I've never seen. Like I've I made all this money. I don't. I've got know. more money. I got than money I need to, to spend. At. Like I don't care. And he's still doing that. Yeah, he's he probably legal. spend two million dollars a day and never be broke. The stocks hit like a three year high. And you know oh, who benefits him? The, you know, I was gonna say, you know who benefits the most? I, I got that? nothing against Vince Man. The majority shareholder. I said, like anybody that's mad at him for the acts he. Portrayed in allegedly, allegedly portrayed in. Just, just um, point that out until the court. I mean, you can be mad if they were coerced. You can definitely be mad about that. Sure, but other than that, you mean Woodrow? Other than that, you can't really. If it was consensual, you can't be mad at the guy. And like I've said it on the show a couple times, he's only in trouble because he used company money. And the way he built WWE to the powerhouse as it is, I can see where he might make that mistake. Like, oh, this is my money. This is, it's, my, this is my money. It's fine. Not even, <laughs> not even thinking that, oh, yeah, this is a publicly traded company. Whoops. Who owns this? <laughs> Me. 
Speaking of, uh, it's a big Tuesday night in wrestling. Uh, we got Dynamite at 8 o'clock. Uh, it's going to be maybe at 8 o'clock. I was going to say, it's going to be know. touch and go to see with the... Uh, with, uh, Stupid rain. With the with the uh, Guardians and Yankees. I believe the Yankees are up oh, for and I'm going to go ahead and do it. Hey, fans out there, don't waste your money on Sling. If you're looking for a way to watch your shows without cable, don't. Just don't. Because every you saw that screen, that weird color screen. Yeah, that's like every twenty minutes with Sling. It's annoying, hmm. and every commercial break when it's on demand. What are you doing? Sorry, Bastion Sling. Sorry, fix it. Are you gonna go to Hulu Live or probably? That's YouTube, probably my maybe? next one. Probably not. I've, I didn't like YouTube's mm. Hulu. I like more. Yes. Oh. Me and YouTube. It's. Love hate relationship. Yeah, sometimes it's kind of like me and Facebook. I only use it professionally. If yeah. I'm not using it professionally, it's not getting used. I got you. It's just not. So uh, bottom of the fourth, uh, Yankees up four one for for those that are baseball fans. Cheese and uh, rice. Cheese take forever. Cheese and rice. Um, but it's a big night in Tuesday. We we know that we have a at least a one off edition of the Tuesday Night War. And speaking of this, Amanda, this ain't even on the rundown. You're looking. I can tell. Nope. This just came to my head. I was just checking. We forget that tonight Vice is going to air a documentary on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh, my God. There's all kinds of wrestling stuff on TV. Hell yeah, pal. This is wild. All right. Let's uh, let's get back to SmackDown. Oh, yeah. SmackDown. Uh, We will probably review the documentary next week. That's fine. I'm sure I'll watch it. I don't intend to watch it probably tonight. but No, I'll have time to watch it eventually. I don't care. But we will likely review it. Ooh. Yeah. We should also try to, like, talk about Tales from the Territory. Sure. I'll, I'll tell you After what. we've all watched it, a couple. T- tell, you, tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll, I will get the first episode in this week. And now, here in, a, here in a few weeks before we take a Thanksgiving week off. We're taking the week of Thanksgiving off. Do we have to? I don't think Do you so. want to? I don't know what your holiday plans are. I, if what, do you, what do you do I, I do things. I do things on things. I go to a family's house and eat. This is going to be the most free-willing episode of <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's not really like on Thanksgiving I do things, and I don't cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will cook, so I'll probably cook a turkey for me and Tammy and Jason for the house. Mm-hmm. But as far as Thanksgiving Day, I don't know, probably eat around 3 at God knows where, because I don't know what house we'll be going to this year. So, yeah. so, so you, but you travel day of, you don't do, you know, cause some people take a, a few days, like that a week and they, you know, fly or drive or, so you're just saying you'll be available for that Tuesday. I'm just, just pointing that out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, all right. I might not even work that day. We'll see. Well, no, maybe, I, no, maybe I will. I don't know. Because I have a weekly Thursday stop, so we'll have to move that forward. I don't know. We'll get to that point. I'll still do the show. All right. I'm not so, sure if I'm going to be working. So, so plan on marking us down with your, uh, as you're, as you are making the turkey, plan on, plan on marking us down. And we're going to have some festive graphics to go with it. Probably when the well, episode you, before Halloween too. Well, you're the, you're the producer man now. That's going to be sweet. Uh, I believe the tentative plan next week, uh, not official. So if this doesn't happen, don't shoot me. I believe the tentative plan for next week is is Tim Porras gonna gonna yeah I come did on. I did take that day off not that I'm worried that we're not gonna be ready because isn't it weird how easy that was but Skype gave us such trouble last week yeah. it was the dumbest shit ever I I believe that Tim Porras gonna I, I think he's been all coming right here to the studio sweet I believe so uh, 
So I have enough cords. Uh, he'll get this fancy dancy, hold the microphone in front of your face one, and he'll get to sit on the couch next to Buster after Buster gets to know him for a second. Yes, we we might be delayed next week after Buster uh, tries to bite his foot off. Just no, depends kidding, what time kidding. Mr. Porash gets here. Kidding, uh, kidding, kidding, kidding. You know what I would like to do? What? Some of our ASWA interviews. Yeah. I think we should do half and half. Half and half? Half in character. Like coffee? Well, yeah, that too, sure. First half in character, Mm. commercial break, now real person. Ryan! You would make it more interesting. I agree. I don't think that's not what you... It's always one or the other. It's never deep dive into the character and then deep dive into the actual person. Well, I've always said great wrestlers are just themselves turned up to ten. Right? Yeah, but still, now, there's now, there's still things that you would do. Of course, we live in the world. We live in the world. Your character, we, as far as when you, it's it's a little bit more than turn it up to eleven. So, like, I've never been shy about how I feel that I, I'm attractive. Well, <laughs> that's that is turned up to like thirty when I'm in the ring. It's not just, just eleven. It's no, that's like there's that's O'Connor. Yeah, that's fair. Ryan, I want to know something. What do you think of Bray Wyatt's uh, SmackDown return? Ryan, why aren't you in McCarthy Manor right now? Yeah, why aren't you this here, Ryan? This is egregious. We have a nice, uh, comfy place for yeah, you to come, come up in here. Come on in here, and you can, you can. I mean, you can eat food on the air in here. I don't care. We don't do that here. We don't. We don't do that here. But only yeah. on, on birthdays. Yeah, we, we eat cupcakes. That. We at, at one episode. I don't know. Like maybe maybe before we take kind of our holiday break. We should get a mess of food, you know, some fast food joint that doesn't sponsor us. Uh, and we don't even have to pluck. We can take our, all the food out first. And then we should just om um, nom nom. We should. Because there's this barbecue place. Um, I mean, it's barrel and boar for anyone that's around this area. Not really this Sounds area, like a brothel. Well, it's a bar- <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a brothel. Well, it's a barbecue place, and there's this one over by... Uh, over here in Lancaster. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that. All right. Family meal. Family meal. All right, uh, Ryan, you're I'll invited to the family meal because I consider you to be like family, you worthless sack of snake or, feces. Or, or, maybe I'll buy a turkey. Well, we're, we'll have we must be hungry we as hell. We, we, we must be hungry as hell. Ryan, what would you think of Bray Wyatt's uh, return to SmackDown? I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. Uh, I didn't like they ruined his entrance. I didn't understand that we're going half in, half out with the Saul meets the mask face and all that. It's like they had, again, coitus. Um, Speaking of coitus and half in, half out, there is this <laughs> mash- There is a mashup. <laughs> that just came out. I'm sorry. There is a mashup of... That's um, what you say during coitus. <laughs> <laughs> of Girls, Girls, Girls by Molly Crew. That's a big league, too. <laughs> and... A Beatles song, and it matches All right. beautifully. Send it to me. It's the music to "Girls, Girls, Girls" and the song. Send it to me. It's a hard day, hard, hard uh, days, uh, li- hard, hard days, day, hard, hard days, night. Yeah, that's it's what a it hard is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days, night. Yeah, that one, dude. It's legit. Yeah. I'll Thanks, it. Kirsch from yeah. ninety nine seven The Blitz for giving me that information on my way home from work today. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, uh, guess who's on SmackDown now? Oh yeah, Rey Mysterio's on SmackDown now. Uh, because he can't take any more abuse from his kid. I don't blame him. That shit's messed up. And I so, cry. And so he came over to SmackDown and told Hunter, I want to quit. Yeah, he was done. I was like, damn, I didn't think it was going this far. I want to quit. I can't take... I can't... Cut me, Mick. Cut me. 
And they, it was an odd stroll in the office. By the way, you could tell the triple, like you could tell the triple H and Rey Mysterio didn't know which one was going to get the door. It, it was kind of an awkward. Am I getting the, you stepping in or, you know, that awkward, you know, that awkward door two step we always do. Um, and now he's on SmackDown and he's going to get a shot for the Intercontinental Championship. All right, let's talk about the Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio feud because obviously that's not done. I think it might be on the bad burner for a minute, but here's what I think is happening, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong. Rey Mysterio is going to do SmackDown things for a few months, and then come a real rumble time or so, uh, Dom, I don't know, dastardly cost him somehow of, I don't know, maybe even winning the rumble. Maybe maybe he's down in the Final Four, gets shot at one more world title. You know, you know that classic story, you know, the aging lion on his way out, and Dom savagely attacks him and then we get Dom versus Ray at, at WrestleMania is my is my prediction. Do you think that's where we're heading? I or, think that's the best way to or go. Did, or did for some reason was an audible kind of called and we'll see if it ever happens it's there. But I I, I think I think that it's we're going to put it on the back burner for a second and you know let it linger old cranberry style get the reference. Um did you get the reference or not? Okay. And then, you know, come Rumble or maybe the next Saudi event in February, I think it's generally scheduled for it, uh, you know, Dom somehow cost Ray of a big opportunity, whether it be the Intercontinental Championship, the World Championship, something. Maybe maybe, maybe the next Saudi event, Ray Mysterio faces Roman Reigns, and he has Roman up against the ropes. And, I mean, he's going to beat him. And then Dom just beats the bludgeonly hell out of his father. And, you know, looking like Saddam Hussein in those last few days, going with the Middle East thing. Fair uh, people think that's offensive, but... Mm. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, and so... And then we get, at WrestleMania, Dom Ray. So do you agree, back burner for a minute, and then at some point Ray's going to get a big opportunity that Dom cost him, and that's it, you son of a... You know, is that is that what you think is going to happen? I think it needs to be something like that. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna end up being very similar to how they kind of built Brett Owen. As far as we've, he's already come out and said he's not doing it. Now I know Undertaker and Kane did that. Brett Owen did that. It's a little different between father and son, and you can stretch it out a little bit further because it does have to be like. He's got to be in the final four of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, like you know, or like you said, yeah. about to knock Roman off his perch. It's got to be something big, big well, and dastardly. Because Rey Mysterio versus Roman at the next Saudi event, you know, the one probably that's tentatively scheduled for February, March, would make sense. Rey Mysterio fits that nostalgia thing that the the, the the Saudi prince looks for. You know, I mean, he's the greatest. Only Mil, only Mil Mascaras would even quote compare in terms of the greatest luchador. That's fair. Those are the only two that are in the conversation. Yeah, because Eddie wasn't a luchador. Uh, so he's arguably the greatest luchador of all time. By the way, Ryan said that he's not impressed with uh, Bray's return either. Seemed odd. Nice to see his emotions being put out there, but I wasn't a fan of how it just ab- ended abruptly. That's that's my thing, yeah, Ryan. Me and Ryan, I think it, we're all on the it, same page on be, that. Because, it, plus, I don't know if it's his real emotions. Like, yeah, there was that part we talked about losing people that was obviously re- referring to to Brody, but I don't, if you're going to abruptly do that, how do I, if you're going to sell me on this is real, then sell me on this is real. 
don't tell me it's don't tell me it's real and then give me kayfabe literally three minutes later. Pick a side. Jericho said the same thing, by the way. Um, and I and and I unfortunately don't listen to his podcast regularly. I should, but there's a lot of freaking wrestling podcasts. I know. I don't know. Once you fall behind, yeah, I mean, it's some always, of these, it's like it's hard to catch well, back up. To some if you fall behind to a certain extent, you sometimes either go, all right, do I either catch up or do I just start from here, scratch? Um, I found that you start from, like, maybe, say, a month to two behind from when you're like, okay, I'm going to check this one out. And then when you catch up on those, that's when you, that's when you go back, back to the beginning. But that's easy for me to say for someone that is, I mean... How do you listen to your podcast? Raycons. Yeah, like, I'm talking about, like, when do you listen to them? Do you ever listen to them here at the house? Uh, Sometimes do you, do at the you, house, most of the time it's at work because, because I'm just I'm walking around warehouses. I got one earbud in. It's I need something, so I'm either listening to music or listening to the podcast. Because because in my world, I'm like I want to listen to these podcasts. There's so many I want to listen to. There's so many that I do listen to, as you know. But I'm always like, when is the time? When is the who? Like I'm always interested in studying how people listen to podcasts. Am I the only one? That literally pulls them up on the computer and just sits and listens like a dummy. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's people that do. Uh, Ryan wants to know, so are you saying Roman's easily going to get past Logan Paul? No, I don't think he easily gets past Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul will put up far more of a fight than he ever should. I think so, too. It's going to be close. It's going to be... But you can't do something... You can't do anything else to get heat on Roman because this is the first time I've ever seen Triple H like try to force a baby face that isn't a baby face. Obviously, he's only a few months into his run as head of creative. But... like. Nobody wants to see Logan Paul beat Roman Reigns. Like, I... It's the first time in months that I'm rooting for Roman Reigns. Like, I don't know if I've ever rooted for Roman Reigns. But I'm like, if for some reason Logan Paul wins this match, I'm going to hit myself 35 times on the air. I'll be so mad at Hunter. So mad. Like, it'll be it'll be to the point that even you are going, all right, yep, get Vince back in there. Yep. Yep, that's it. You can't, you can't, you can't bitch off Russo this crap up and give it to a celebrity that doesn't deserve it. If for some reason, and, I, and we can say that all we want because he'll get he would sit right there and tell us that he never should have gotten that world championship in WCW. Yeah, he, he, he'll tell you. Doesn't matter who you are, he'll tell you. If you yeah. ask him, he'll tell you. No, uh, Ru- Russo's logic to that was. Uh, Ryan says, "I did just get my new We the One shirt in today." Ryan, I don't know why you want to support just such a toxic group with with such family. Uh, family issues. I mean, you think about that. It's just sickening. You know who you should be sporting? The greatest athlete on God's planet. His name is Brock Lesnar. All right? I don't, I don't think Brock needs Ryan's money. Not that Roman no, does either. No, but he deserves either. it. Does he? Yes. Does he? Because he doesn't lie to you. He does, he, he'll look you right in the I face mean, and tell you he don't give a shit about your kids. Oh, Roman says that. Yeah, but Roman does care about your kids. <laughs> Because Roman's a decent man. You know who else cares about my kid personally? Who? Cody Rhodes. Probably. He does. He felt really bad that Jason was nervous and scared when Jason was like three years old. Well, if you, uh, I'm sure that there'll be a then and now photo. By the way, I was sitting here. Um, I got to find that autograph. That's the funniest I was sitting here fantasy booking last night. Uh-oh. If Cody is not wrestling Roman at, at WrestleMania, you know who he should wrestle? John Cena. Because and I and I know up, and I know that theory is kind of the obvious thing, and I think that's who John Cena is going to face at Mania, assuming he's available. 
But Cody wanted to be the John Cena of AEW, really and did. we can play into that. He goes, you just wanted to be me at a, at a smaller pond or something like that. I mean, think about the money that is. <clears throat> Hi, Betty. Thank you for watching. Uh, you know what's best about, like, John Cena now? Like, for one, Triple H isn't going to be like, okay, just do your five moves and call it a day. Sure. Like, he gets to do whatever he wants at this point. Because he's not, he's not there all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you, what are you going to do? Fire me? No. Yeah, exactly. The, I'm going away anyway, and you want me back, so I'm going to do whatever I'm gonna I want. Deal with it. Sorry. Uh, I'm just going to hang in there for the one. I mean, that's what two, so, and, three, and that's what even even I forgot during that run of pushing John Cena and five moves of doom, and even though everybody's got their core moves that they do in every single match. We always felt it got so excessive with John Cena. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it we were was probably Hogan. unfair to be honest. It was a Hogan level excessive, yeah. like almost. Like this is all we get, and then he drops out of the title picture. And I think this is a lot of what a lot of people don't remember is that when he dropped out of that title picture and rebuilt the United States Championship, he had some of the best matches of his career. Yeah, uh, and let's not forget the, uh, like, his last full-time feud was John Cena, was AJ Styles. Yeah. That was incredible. That was great. It was them, and and they weren't called the OC at the time, but the Good Brothers, and, you know, beat up John Cena. There was was such... It'll be something... When John Cena is officially done, done, that'll be one of the most criminally underrated feuds of his career because he was on that kind of... Half in, half out. Still kind of full time. Still kind of not. Uh, Ryan says, if somehow Logan Paul wins, I'm doing WWE till the Rumble. I want to know something. Spoken like a true. I don't believe you at all. Yeah, yeah you say like, they're all together. Yeah, <laughs> or I'll just yeah. keep watching it's, it's, begrudgingly. It's that Triple H promo he cut several years ago where he's like, and if I don't get what I want, me and my buddy Mark are just going to stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> Not about that. Problem. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, if I don't get what I want, then me and my buddy Mark are just gonna stop watching. And I feel like he was talking about Taker. Because <laughs> why the hell did he say Mark? Me and my buddy Mark. Well, because they call us Marks. Uh, that could be it. Um. So yeah, oh, Triple H has got some some big league promos. That's my favorite part of his game. I think he's a very overrated in ring worker. But he can go. He's got to be in the mood for it because honestly, one of the greatest matches he ever had was Booker T at WrestleMania mm-hmm. 19. That match was a classic. It's straight up classic. Still holds up to today. Well, it's it's because he wanted to prove everybody wrong. That's fair. Nobody nobody wanted that match, and it's like, all right, then we're going to give you the best damn thing, and then. <clears throat> On the other side of the coin, Rock and Triple H SummerSlam '98 in the ladder match this does not hold up. It should have been. It should have been a classic. That unless you're full marks like we are, no one talks about. It. People forget it happened. Yeah, because well, they never a, should have had a ladder match to begin with. Neither one of them scream ladder match to me. I, I think that Vince must have been in a steroid induced uh, mania at that point. Because like, why the hell would you book why that? You book this? Uh, like other than, <laughs> other than. Damn it. You know what you gotta do? Ladder match. That's probably what it was. We need something. No, but it, this is a highway to hell, damn it. We need something for the Intercontinental Championship. What about a street fight? No, we keep doing them, damn it. <laughs> Shit. Uh, do a ladder match. Hunter, not Sean. 
Yeah, Hunter. I think he got not Sean. <laughs> uh, it is, you know, to me, it he is. He's one of the most. His promos are it. And so again, this is the most rambly episode of To the Turnbuckle ever. And I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, that's fine. Um, no, I don't think like the only thing, the only way Logan Paul wins at Crown Jewel is if we're looking for. If we're looking for the headlines, because it would it would be on ESPN front page. It would be. It oh, would be, it would be everywhere. It, it would be New York Times. It everywhere. Would, it would be probably CNN. But here's the thing, though. It's going to be everywhere anyway. It already is. It's already headlining those newspapers and websites. I mean, not today, but when it was announced, it was everywhere. I mean, it's a big deal, whether we like it or not. It's. It's a it's mainstream attention suck. It it it's mainstream suck is what it is. No, because it is mainstream accent, you know, attention, but here's the difference. Let me paint you a little picture. Let me scare every WWE fan out there because I don't even want this to happen. And I hate Roman Reigns, but Logan Paul's also a cesspool of pill. Um, but he's a great heel, if there's anything. The only celebrity I can tolerate in WWE, and I, because he's fully embraced and you can tell he loves it as much as we do, is Pat McAfee. I miss his energy. He has proven um, it. And frankly, he yeah. keeps proving it. Uh, even, you know, College Game Day is renewed with him in it. It's fantastic to watch. He was leaving the Tennessee band with Peyton Manning last week. It was great. Look, he, he's, it's he's, that energy. He's, he's infectious. He, he really is. He's infectious. He is... He is the human. He is the human STD of wrestling. Um, never goes away. Yeah, never goes away. See, he's like it's almost like the kid on Christmas every day. The amount of excitement that he brings when no matter what he's doing, it's it's actually he's probably going to go down as one of the greatest broadcasters ever when it's all said and done because it's broadcasting still broadcasting. Yeah, but at the end of the day, now with YouTube and everything else, now you've it's got a to bring. Line. It's a totally different. You got to add some things. Now you're not just some expert talking about stuff. You got to bring something else to the table. And his infection, infectious energy, and willingness to do whatever to you know, promote something. I mean, I'm sure maybe they talked about it when Brock one of, broke one of his tables. Sure, but maybe not. Yeah. Well, look at look at it, look at it this way. Frankly, guys like him are great for guys like us. You and I don't fit, and, and Napper too, we don't fit a mold. We're not, you know, can we get all dolled up for TV? I'm sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, who we are is off-the-cuff individuals. We raise hell. We we call it like we see it. And frankly, we're, we're, we're passion unmatched. We're a little too passionate, really. Sometimes. And so where in the old days, in the olden days, you couldn't be that passionate and still, you know, be considered a professional. Where Pat McAfee doesn't make any bones about the fact he loves this or that. And so it's incredible to watch him breathe new life into everything he does. Like I said, he, his addition to college game day has been incredible. The way he's taken to Corso is, is frankly cute as hell because Corso is like 87 and says, so like, it's, you know, it's the young wild guy with the, with, you know, the old grandfather. And it's a great, great story. And by the way, I don't know when Rick Boobs is coming back, but I don't care what Pat McAfee is doing. He needs to be on the red eye for he that really show. Does. For really Because does. his hype for Rick Boobs is amazing. Um, I won't tell a whole lot. We already talked about the Tales from the Territory. Sure. 
stuff and you know the, the Andy Kaufman episode. He reminds me of Andy Kaufman, except he's not a comedian. But he'll do anything, and he's not crazy. That's true too. Pat, and I might cut on Kaufman. It's it. Well, he, he, that Kaufman wasn't crazy. Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, Pat McAfee's been pretty committed. Yeah, but Kaufman was a little extra. Oh, no, what? Nothing wrong with uh, extra. It, it, because there was a time when, right around then, mm-hmm. and a little bit before, I don't know the time frame, but like everybody was in on the joke then, and then. Kaufman came around and turned everything around. Mm-hmm. And now, is it real? Is it not real? He didn't even tell his parents. He did it. That man the cave did not baby. even tell his parents he was cave baby. The cave it's the baby. best ever. Well, you know, that's the, the old school way. Cody Rhodes knew so little about this business on the inner workings because when Dusty joined the NWO, he was pissed at Dusty because Dusty didn't break character even at home as far as you're not going to know what's going on. Cody said he gave, gave Dusty the silent treatment when he joined the NWO. Because, like, how could you join them? And because Dusty was so committed to kayfabe, guess what? Cody Rhodes fought for years. Damn, he really did go to the dark side. Jerry Jarrett did it to Jeff, too. Yeah, that's They don't smart him up to the business till it's time. Till it's time. And now you understand. Making money, baby. I mean, could you imagine at somebody's funeral, the whole family hated you for years. What? What do you mean? He didn't tell us. It's good it's, work. It's great. It's, it's good work. It's gonna. It's, it's yeah. gonna be an entertaining half hour if yeah. you have not watched it. I know you haven't, yeah. but those out there that have not, it's a very entertaining. Yeah. Cody half said an he. Hour. Cody said he was mad for months at his father joining the NWO because he didn't smarten him up. And kids would ask him at school, "Your your dad's in the NWO. Why is your dad in the NWO?" No, no. And it's not like Cody Rose was like. He was high school famous yeah. because he was an undefeated wrestler. Like right. He did that on his own. So it's not like he could get into the background and hide at the back of the desk yeah. and yep. just fight it out. No, he was a you know star high school athlete, for lack of a better term, so you can't hide from it. Alex Bryan says, Logan Paul wins and faces Jake Paul WrestleMania for the belt. That's gross. It's uh, t- gross, bro. I was going to say, you want me to jump off the lowest that bridge on the line? Uh, but I'll give you a gold star if you're right, whether I like it or not. So, but here's here. Let me let me scare all the Roman Reigns fans and all the wrestling fans in the world. Do I believe for a second the Logan Paul will win? No, but let me tell you why he might. Yes, you're right. The mainstream attention is already there. But do you want the front page of Sports Illustrated, or do you want Sports Illustrated extra mustard? Because Logan Paul, in this match, is probably going to get Sports Illustrated's extra mustard. Still cool. We'd love it. We'll take it right now. But if Logan Paul wins, you are front page for at least 24 hours. You're the cover. Yeah, you are it. You're the cover. You're the cover. Think about it. Do you want to be on ESPN? Or do you want to be on, like, the page three version of ESPN? I mean, you can still... Do you want to be on the New York? You don't even have to end his reign. You can still say I only put one of these on the line. Yeah, I know they call it the you know WWE Universal Undisputed Universal Championship, but like, well, can still be like, oh, you didn't read the contract because right here it said Raw title or whatever. Well, like, no one takes this business more seriously on the show than me. But but in case we don't all know, it's work. 
We can do whatever the hell we want. want. It's fine. It's a work. The whole business is a work. The Hall of Fame is a work. Everything's a work. It's all a work. The only thing, the only thing, quote unquote, real about this business, money in the miles. That's it. Yeah, that is about it. And no one takes this business more serious than me. But yeah, you want front page ESPN, front page Sports Illustrated covers, then because. The reason that Ventures are to this day will say, I made the right call putting it on Arquette. He goes, bro, bro, it was on the front page of the New York Times next day. Bro. He said it was front page. I say bro a lot, but I like to make fun of Ventures. So, and and to and to Ventures' credit, there is something to be said for there that. There is, I mean, he's especially at the point where it was obvious the company was dying, and it gets you some. You know, was it a bad call in 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 hindsight? Absolutely, but hindsight is also twenty twenty. Because imagine if it would have worked. And and it, well, it's, we would be, it's only like, well, it's singing, only, singing a whole different tune. Why? Why could I not get that out? It's only stupid if uh, it's it's only stupid. If it doesn't work. Uh, Alex wants to know, 1 out of 10, how bad did you boys cry with Bray's return? I didn't like Bray's return on SmackDown. Uh, I liked his Extreme Rules, but but even then, it's like, what has this got to do with wrestling? You know, because we're, we're popping up with magical doors. By the way, is he the forbidden bad, door now? How bad did I cry? I'm not crying for anybody not named The Undertaker at this point. Like, I'll cry for like five people in this business. The rest of them ain't crying. Look, I, I'll, I'll get real fluttery. Right now. When Chris Jericho retires, I might cry. Oh, you! Uh, look, we're gonna get you through. We're gonna coach you up. I don't know if you can, but other than that, I can't yeah. really think of a time as far but, as storyline wise that I've cried because someone came back. Like, no, I don't want. Because wrestling storylines can hit you like that, but it's always they never pull you in like a good like. TV show storyline well where you're devastated that yeah. your favorite character just died. Yeah, you might be upset. Like for Chris Jericho, for example, many years ago when I was younger, <laughs> way more invested. And in, even though I'm super invested in Chris Jericho now, I mean, I did the Lion Salt, did the Walls of Jericho, like all of these things. He was a big inspiration for me as far as wrestling goes. I took all of his matches extra seriously. I look back at it now, it's like why. Because you love it. Because I love it. But and, and at the same time, it's like, I still didn't cry. But I wouldn't. You know, I'm not overly impressed. like that pulled me in like that. You can get pulled in mm-hmm. and invested in these stories, but it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't pull you in like a good book, a good movie, or a good TV show as far as, because uh, it has to happen so fast. I teared up watching Flair's, uh, last match, his entrance at, at his last match, because you just, you know, to me, Ric Flair is special no matter how old he is. That's fair. And to, to most of the wrestling world, that would be the case. Uh, full-fledged cried over professional wrestling. The last time I probably genuinely did. I cried when the streak ended. I didn't sleep that night. Didn't go to bed. Till, didn't I shouldn't say didn't go to bed. Did not fall asleep till like 10.30 a.m. the next morning. Because I could not sleep. And then I cried at WrestleMania 33 when it appeared uh, to be... The end of The Undertaker. False alarm on that, by the way. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Psych. Um, so, yeah. I don't know that I would cry, per se, but if The Undertaker ever wrestles again, I'll get emotional. Because, you know, we've reached the point now where, you you know, even I, the biggest uh, skeptic of retirement, goes, are we ever going to see that again? 
And if we do, I'm going to drink the hell out of that end. Uh, because who know? Because if you get one more, who knows if you get another, right? But with wrestling, there's always another. Um, it's it is. But no, I didn't. I wasn't crying about it because number one, I didn't care if he came back. Like, yes, it's cool, but nobody is bigger than the brand anymore. WWE would be fine with or without Bray Wyatt. Yeah, they just keep on going. It's not wrong. It's a cog in the wheel. I mean, there, there are no, there is no larger than life. <laughs> he is the center of the brand guy. You didn't even like cry when CM Punk came back. For, no, for for frame of reference right. for people watching. Like, and I mean that's that was a bigger deal. Yeah. Bray was only gone for eight months. Yeah, like, if that all of eight months. Yeah, six to eight months. Yep. CM Punk was gone for a very long time. Seven years. Might be gone for another seven. But you never know. I don't know. Did you see Dave Meltzer almost seemingly reference that he thinks the word is that none of them are going to be back? Yeah, I also saw that he's all butthurt because Tony won't tell him anything. Well, he shouldn't tell you anything. You're sure. you're a dirt like Dave Meltzer is just we, he, we he went as far as to tweet. What was it? He could at least come out and say there's a legal investigation, and I can't talk about any of the five people involved or ten people or however many because I forget now. Um, but it's like, dude, really? Really? How are you going to tell really? the guy how to run his business when yeah. you get in that spot? Yeah. Because no, no offense to Dave Meltzer. Like, he's done incredible things. He's made it further than, than any other quote-unquote dirt sheet rider ever has. And he deserves some credit for that. But you haven't ever been in that spot. Shut the hell up. And, and why does and, and why does it matter to all, you? He's already telling us. It's, it's, it's already blatantly – they've already talked about the legal investigation. We've heard nothing about it, which yeah. means it's still ongoing. Well, yeah, they didn't They didn't like, even acknowledge Kenny Omega's birthday. Like, yeah. Isn't that which, crazy? Which I thought was silly, to be honest with you. We can't acknowledge his birthday. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe Tony don't play games. Well, Tony don't run the social media. Like, That's fair. I don't know. Like, Yeah, that was kind of a surprise. Though. I mean, because no matter what – and we kind of talked about this with a, a different individual – uh, that I won't mention on the show. Uh, before the war went on the air, like, again, we can acknowledge probably not a great thing without completely canceling somebody. We can say happy birthday to Kenny Omega or CM Punk or the Young Bucks without going, oh, they're coming back or they're not coming back or oh my God. Definitely. But you know what? Us, yeah. we can see that tweet and be like, oh, that's nice. Okay, yeah. cool. It's cool. Crazy wrestling fans, and I'm not saying we ain't crazy. Sure. But there's crazy and, like, certifiable, like, I'm going to write a movie about you guys crazy that'll see that and go, CM Punk's coming back. And then there's a dirt sheet writer trying to make a name for himself. Now he's blasting it out. And, and I'm not talking about the the ones we know, the melters. Sure. Like, someone trying up and coming yeah. trying to make a name of themselves. Now it's everywhere. Now he's got to come out and say something about it. So I can... I can see both sides. You don't want to have to deal with all the social media BS that comes with wishing him a happy birthday. Because to some people, that is going to scream, oh, they wished him a happy birthday. He must be back soon. So it's a whole yeah. can of worms that you don't really want to mess with. Like, like the, here's the uh, Alex Bryan says he thinks Bray's new game is going to be incredible. Alex, where do you think it's going? Because we don't know. We have no idea. Because right now it looks like the Saul mask meets the mask off Jim Carrey and they had a baby. Um, so where do you think the gimmick's going? But yeah, it's these people, they do, they run rampant with like, I got news. Nobody, probably even Tony Khan at this point doesn't know what the future holds for any of those people. Nope. 
There are legal matters to be had. And then once we even get past the legal needs of it, there are conversations to be had, you know, uh, in terms of, all right, what do you want in terms of buyout? That's a lot of money to pay someone to go away. Are we sure we can't make some money off this? Because the natural thing in wrestling is make some money. When people say, well, well, there's no way they could ever come back. You know, some people say that. It isn't true. We talk a lot about Ric Flair on the show because I'm Mark. Ric Flair and Eric Bischoff had legitimate I hate you heat. Sean and Brett. Had legitimate I hate you heat. Brett and Vince. Legitimate I hate you heat. It's like Ric Flair was sent home, either sent home or stayed home, depending on who you believe in, whose story. And he was in legal courts for six to eight months. And then all of a sudden 1999 pops up and he's back on TV with the infamous fire me. I'm already fired. Fire me. I'm already fired. That was legit. That was absolutely legit. People, like, no one could say to me and convince me, and this isn't even my fandom of the guy, that right now, for certain, CM Punk never appears in AEW again. You can't say that. It just isn't, it isn't, this, any other business, I would agree with you, but this business is different. It, this business is a whole different animal. It's the hamster on the wheel. And so... I don't know what the future holds for CM Punk or any of the elite. Frankly, I have to, I, I got to say this, and this is going to stun you. If the elite get fired over this, completely ridiculous. Oh, it is completely, because they didn't. I because mean, all kidding aside, like, I, I think CM Punk said what should, what should have been said. But there's an argument to be made. Don't make the company look bad. And no matter what, you started it. And then when you're going to talk that much shit... There's going to be consequences to it. Even if, and I'm not talking about job or job. I'm talking about you don't think grown men in the wrestling business are going to get upset and want to come confront you in a big way. That's in his name alone is going to get him out of saying whatever the hell he wants, like so, like Hogan so I, used to be able to do. Because there was a time, yeah. and, and Sean too. There yeah. was a time when Sean could do whatever. What are you going to do to me? What are you going to do? I'm your champion, uh, frankly. And I think I think that's what pissed us all off the most. Because now I look at it and like, was it unprofessional of your world champion to do it? Yeah. Is he probably speaking some truth? Probably. Is he also talking out of his ass? Probably. But at the end of the day, you can mend these fences. Yeah. And you can make some money from this. Uh, This is definitely a money-making feud. But if the elite were to lose their jobs... But it's an absolute. It would be egregious. It, it would be a, a, a miscarriage of justice. I mean, and and all intents and purposes, like, did they go to his locker room? Sure, but what we've been, what do you want what them we to have do? Allowed to be, what they have allowed AEW to tell us, as far as the people running the investigation, is one, CM Punk threw punches first, a steel bit Kenny, and Kenny saved. CM Punk's dog. Dog, yeah. Like, that, that's all we know right now. And that's enough to tell me that the elite really didn't do anything. And maybe the types of guys that they are, were they pissed? Probably. But, like, it, but it's hard to say because, you know, you go back and you look at those Cody videos with the elite. Jesus. Now, they get mad. They get mad. Now, it's tough. But I think Cody and the elite, it's because they were so close. You can get mad like that with your close sure. friends and it's water under the bridge the I'll, next day. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. And it's, no, if for some reason, I think everybody should be back. We know that. But I, I 
I can understand if CM Punk is is not bad. I can get it. Whether I like it or not, I can understand it. I cannot understand if the elite are not. At the end of the day, as and I don't, you know, I don't mean to play to you know old that are out of touch, bad instincts. But as 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 a grown man, or frankly, as as grown individuals, if you expect me to hear that kind of you know, I don't know if it was inaccurate or not, so it's hard to call it slander, but certainly some bad things said about people's names and not react in a very emotional way. As a human being, uh, frankly, Tony Khan has to know that's not, I'm not going to say it's not possible, but it's very unlikely. you got to be a real pacifist to, to whatever. All right, I'm going home. Because if Tony Khan is in that same boat, He's doing the same thing because we see how Tony, look at the media scrum with Tony Khan. Most of the time he's cool, calm, level-headed, but there's about one or two questions per media scrum that all of a sudden it's, it's, he sounds like Jay and Silent Bob outside the convenience store. Mother, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And, but other than that, he's a professional businessman for the most part. But every now and again, there's questions that hit him and it's like, you can tell that we've gone from businessman to now you're upsetting me. And I think that's, the biggest issue with what CM Punk said. It wasn't a question. He was having a conversation with a journalist before they went live. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't a question that brought everything about. He's asking the journalist questions. I think that's what got us all up in arms to begin with. It's like, he didn't even... Because I I think I even said it when it was confirmed, because we weren't sure the day after... But then the following week on the show, it had been able to be confirmed that CM Punk was not asked a question. He brought up you, the Colt Cabana stuff and the journalists knowing Colt Cabana, insinuating their friends, even though the journalists were not friends. We don't get along. You should really say who your friends are, like the whole thing. And I think that's what gets us all the most because he wasn't – because if, if as a journalist – as old as that story is, regardless of the hoopla and rigmarole and rumor mill that's going around about how he's being booked and why he's not being booked and why Quagmire. he's not on TV, all that shit. At the end of the day, if he would have been asked, didn't, are you the reason why Colt Cabana is not on TV? Oh, my God. It, it's a whole Completely different justified. Yeah, I'd go. go off to, like, by all means, bro. Everything else about Hangman Page and... EVPs could have been things that he didn't necessarily mean, but came out because he's pissed. Right, frustrated. But he pissed mm-hmm. himself off. He got himself to that level instead of someone asking him a question to instantly, oh, hell no, you did not just ask me that question. And, and that's why I, no matter how this turned out for Steampunk, whether he wrestles again on AEW again, whether he wrestles again, period. I hope that at some point he either is given a platform or creates a platform like he did with, ironically enough, Colt Cabana after walking out with the WWE, where he does a podcast or an interview and explains his whole mindset. Because the one thing I figured out about CM Punk overall is whether we like it or not, he's not going to lie very much to you. No. Uh, So he'll probably tell you, yeah, I knew I was probably hurt and I'm going away for a while. And so probably thought I can get... Here's the thing. If you're going to do that, CM Punk needed to build up, and you shouldn't do it. Let me be clear on this. There's no defending it, but CM Punk's biggest miscalculation, if you're going to do it, you need to build build up more goodwill than less than a year. Yeah. You know, if you're a... Let's be honest. 
If Chris Jericho or John Moxley do the same thing, they're much harder to get rid of because the goodwill they've built up. Because they, number one, they have a history of not doing those things and being able to roll being with it. very easy to work but, with kind of guys. But number two, they've been there for now years and are going to be the two two of the pillars of the company. And so it's where CM Punk had still, I mean, we had just marked the year threshold and technically, if you want to count his injury, less than that. Like, you haven't built, you haven't, earned that right to have that grievance where in WWE kind of did like you did pay the dues a long time yes, and we're getting undercut uh, horribly whether it was on purposely or just complete ignorance on Vince and other people's part we can debate but that's the thing is he thought for some reason that AEW or Tony Khan was going to be in more indebted to him like you haven't earned, I don't understand you don't, you don't you haven't earned that yet like this cut the, it wasn't ever really on its back not that's not his fault he got hurt right it was supposed to be for the summer he got hurt you can't but at the same time you can't have that attitude like i carried this company through the summer if anybody did it was moxley mm-hmm. he's who technically i mean he's still kind of carrying aw right now that man's supposed to just signed a contract he was working without one it was supposed to go on vacation i mean that's that's the kind of professionalism that, that is only comparable to in modern history to Taker, Jericho, John Cena. Yeah. That's those three. And I think when he looks back, aside from the fight, out of everything that he said, I think the thing that he's going to regret the most is saying that Adam Hangman Page hadn't done anything in the business. He's he, he's a former AEW and, world champion. You can't say that. If, it was, done, if it was WWE yeah. with all that lineage... Sure. sure, yeah, you could say that. Guy that was only champion for six months and disappeared. New company trying to make new stars. He was the champion. You really now you're bashing the championship like, that you're holding right now. That you are holding, and again, uh, one of the pillars of the company. No, I think if this is the end of CM Punk's AEW career, again, I think that's TBD. I don't even think Tony Khan probably knows. I don't think he does. Um, it, the biggest regret's going to be is. You had a, I, I think someday, CM Punk, and it might be years down the road because he's not a great reflector, but at some point sitting there with AJ Lee, it's going to come to you that you had a chance to write a, a final chapter, how to close your book. Maybe that book was going to go on for, maybe he was planning on, I'll do this five, ten years and be here really a while, or maybe this contract and then I'm I'm going to go home and that, you know, I want a better goodbye for my legacy, for my fans, for whatever his goal was. If this is the end of that, if you talk to yourself out of that, that's going to be your biggest regret. Because even if now other companies, no matter what happens, would take him, but you're not going to make the same money. You're not going to you're not going to you're not going to make the same footprint. Because I got, I got news for people that say, you know, people that say, well, no one would ever touch him again now if he if he's fired. If you want to try to convince me that someone like Impact Wrestling or MLW, for that matter, wouldn't love to have CM Punk in there just on name recognition alone, you're out of your skull piece. I mean, come on. It's pro sports. They would... Talent talent trumps everything. Frankly, they would probably give him the ownership stake that he would need to be harder to get rid of so he could say those things. Because no matter what, it's going to get you attention. And I'm not putting down Impact or MLW or any smaller company. You know I'm I'm a lover. I'm the underdog. But they need that attention. Uh, we love you, Buster, by the way. Um, 
let's get to Alex Bryant's comment on Bray Wyatt. Again, This uh, we know it's a very rambly episode. It's, sorry. I'm just going to put that in the headline. Yeah, right now. It's Ramblings. A, uh, ram, ramblings and muslings from To the Turnbuckle. Either the Wyatt Six is him plus five other wrestlers who are each character from the Firefly Funhouse, or the Wyatt Six is six of his different personalities, Fing, Wyndham, Rotunda, etc., and he will use all sides of him to project how he fights with his inner demons or something. Either way, going to be epic. I don't want other wrestlers to be living creatures of the Firefly Funhouse. I don't want that either. That's I just, think the a, idea that's a bridge. of the Wyatt Six is egregious. That, that's, a bri- that's a bridge too far. Could I do six different personalities of him? Yeah, because that's feasible in the world. There are people that have that. It, you know, the old... the old. Uh, this episode should be really... Yeah. This episode should really be retired to ramblings and muslings. <laughs> the, the, um, the, the old saying... And, and again, go back to Dusty... He, don't book anything that couldn't happen, baby. Which I mean, sometimes you do. Yeah, you do, but but oh, with like the fantastical type characters, you gotta suspend yeah. a little bit of disbelief. But, but I'm not gonna believe that six, especially if they're already established characters in other ways, could be somehow like possessed to, like the people that they're mentioning being in this fun. All right, how did he get all their minds? Uh, you know, the, the Joker got Harley Quinn. That was pretty much it. The Joker got Harley Quinn and. Uh, you know, some thugs and, and drug addicts because those are weak-minded people. Some of these people you're pitching for the Firefly Funhouse, it would go against their entire character to be to be taken under spell by by Bray Wyatt. Um, I just don't... Again, could I deal with six different personalities? Could I buy that a little bit more? Yeah, because guess what? That's a thing. There's, there's some schizos out there that have, like, 13 different personalities. That's... That... that Frankly, it's an interesting conversation to have it's about. Kind of yeah. Like, I could do that, but if it's the oh, Grayson Waller is whoever, I'm out. If I could buy it, if for one they didn't get into costume, mm-hmm. for one, for two he's more cult leader this time, like a little bit cultish, and slowly but surely he builds it. And I mean, we, and I'm talking go full board. Like, he's given his crazy speeches to the locker room. Everybody's sitting in folding chairs, and he's at the front of the room. And, yeah, you know, you do a couple of those vignettes, and then one wrestler stays after. A couple more vignettes like he's with da- this guy. Like he's David Koresh. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple more vignettes, and now. The, the wrestler that stays after all the time is now up at the front with Brett. And then it kind of happens again because now there's more voices speaking his... Mm. Oh. Yeah. All right, we're going to get crucified for this. The way religion can grab some people. Oh, boy. It, it can. When, when And it's not what the Bible's saying. It's not what they believe so to speak it's, it's it's the charismatic guy at the front of the room that is that is currently interpreted the way he sees it and sells it to you exactly i, I got you and we're by the way we're a great contrast as a, as a, as a devout believer and a <laughs> an devout ag- questioner an agnostic, <laughs> yeah. agnostic like no I, I understand where you're going with that and and this is one of the reasons i, I love this show is because there's not a overall we don't touch political and religious topics but we're not afraid to mm-hmm. And we're and and so yeah, I I could could I could I do that? Sure, I I could do that. I I don't know if I trust 
and this isn't a cut on Triple H. I don't know if I trust WWE's creative process to have that long-term, well-thought-out. If it was just Bray Wyatt on these two shows, yeah. But long-term, well-thought-out with a with three hours of Monday Night Raw, two hours of SmackDown, there's a lot of things to... Plus, the kind of attention that would take takes away from a lot of the roster. I mean, um, what, five, ten minutes? Uh, look, I, could I buy it? Yeah, I could buy that. I think that's the only way I'd buy it. It's, uh, he's got to grab followers a different way, and that way you can pick and choose. You you can pick a young person, like Jericho did. Like It's a little bit different, but we all know who Jack Swagger was. Sure. But then, you know, you got three. And WWE does again now, too. Yeah. Jack Swagger. I know. Dude, I almost, I was like, no way. They said it. That's awesome. Um, That way you can pull, like, all right. So you got, it's almost like how Judgment Day got Dominic. You just speak the right words and do, or do S- the right. Send the right the woman. Right, send the right woman and you're good. <laughs> he said the right woman. You can do anything. Come on with it And so, it, but, but you have to, you would have to dedicate the time and show us the process and show us the, the speeches and, you know, go as far as to, Couple guys raise the couple guys and gals raise their eyebrow at a couple of things that he says. Like it's got to be a gradual thing because that's how cults get you anyway. It's not like they see you one day and it's like, hey, buddy, oh, it's hey, buddy, it's, come join this cult with me, and you're like, okay, that sounds great. No, it's a gradual, yeah. like, mind altering process that gets people stuck into the <laughs> cult side of. Religion, because mostly Christian, Muslim, you know, whatever Jewish, whatever religion you are, if it gets to the cult level, it's because the person up front has been twisting the words and trying to control people. It's that person makes two or three good points, and so all of a sudden all ten of his points are, are, that's it. And and we talked about an individual uh, before the show that, that does something similar. Uh, I'm not going to say his name just because of yeah, uh, how things are going. But, you know, one or two good points, so that means all ten of these must be right. Yeah. Um, and so it does. It sucks people in. Uh, Alex says he's on the side of the superpersonalities uh, himself. I, compl- I, could, I could dig that. You know, we could we could double up Mick Foley. I get that. Uh, That'd be cool. By the way, we could have a weird-ass uh, segment with, a, the, with, with th- three versus six. Why not? And don't tell me it's not possible because you saw the big time return on Monday Night Raw, actually technically two. Um, and do you want to take a break or do you want to transition to Monday Night Raw right now? It's up to you, buddy. It's up to you. I mean, we can take a break. It's fine. What do you want to do? Let's take a break. All right. All right. When we take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk Monday Night Raw and uh, some big returns, including a, a Hall of Famer that appears he's going to be back on TV for the regular for a moment. I didn't think this was going to happen, but he still got it. Uh, we'll talk about it. Did you see it? Maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Probably. All right. I don't know. So, Alex, uh, Ryan, both of you fellas and everybody else, don't move me. When we come back, we're going to talk Monday Night Raw and a big time return. Some said the greatest acquisition in, in Monday Night Raw history. So, <gasps> oh, yeah. Don't move a move. We'll be right back here on To the Turnbuckle. Push buttons. I'm gonna grab a smoke. I totally did kind of forget who came back like, until you said that, and I was like, "Oh yeah," because like, Corey Graves did say that, didn't he? Because obviously they're pairing him with him, and it's like, didn't see that coming. But I love it. 
See what ha- we did see it coming, but we forgot because Triple H made us wait. Yeah, because the one time he, he was like, "Get in, you know, yeah. what happened to you?" And Get then he's in. been gone for like a month. Because I was like, "Wait, what? This is weird." And then I remembered. I was like, "Oh yeah." That's right. And I'm like, "I dig it, magnifique." He still got it. Beat. Still got it. I was like, "This is." Master of cheap heat because it's easy to come out and like say Boston Celtics suck, yeah, but to incorporate it into a promo where everything segued into something else, yep, that's I, masterful. This masterful promo work. I got a sweet dream for you. Come on, baby. Oh, that works. That's big league. Oh yeah, we are like that. Oh, best dude. It's so great. It's like, like I said, thank you, Kirsch from 99.7 The Blitz for playing like 10 seconds of that on the radio on my way home. I was like, I gotta listen to this. <laughs> he played just enough to get the intro tune and then his words. And so doesn't it match so oh, well? This Jesus, is, I'm over dude. here vibing. I know, right? Uh oh, who's Lance Storm making? Oh, damn it! It went away. <laughs> damn. I want to see who Lance Storm's yelling at. Let me. Uh, 
check, 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 uh, see, see if there's any breaking news of any kind. Uh, some about some mathematics professor saying something stupid. Three, two, one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Ramblings, Muslings, and whatever else, but to the turnbuckle, um, as we have your beautiful faces until approximately 8 p.m., we'll take you right into the uh, Tuesday Night War one-off. And, uh, of course, uh, what, what, what? What what ending that is that game in? Let's see. Uh, bottom of the seventh. They're moving a little bit. All, All right. right, about time. They were making me nervous. Uh, that's that's a little bit. Get it together. Get it together. Hurry up and lose, Guardians. God. Uh, I don't like the Yankees either. I just don't want to miss dynamite. Damn it. Don't want to miss dynamite. Damn it. It's important. Um. What if that's what he's saying to his butlers now? Don't want to miss dynamite. Damn it. That would be the best in the world. He's probably got them both. I mean, I yeah. got two TVs. Yeah, he, I might watch both. Yeah, because I can. Because you know, he's oh, he's definitely keeping an eye on his product. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, but let's talk. Speaking of his product, quote unquote, let's talk his 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 second child. Essentially, the first one being WrestleMania, the second one being Monday Night Raw. It's live, pal. Raw. All right, the biggest story coming out of Raw, in my view, and I know I didn't put put it in the rundown this way, and we will talk about most of Raw, but we've got to talk about Baron Corbin returning and returning with WWE Hall of Famer John Bradshaw Layfield. Didn't uh, 2022 is such a weird year, Isn't damn it? it. Like, what the hell is going on? I keep saying things I never thought I'd say. I'll be honest. There was a time last night where I for sure thought he was going to bring up Eddie. I was, I was for sure. I was just waiting for it to drop, especially when you know he started talking about Ray and Dominic, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, he's going to do what no one's done in this feud yet. Oh my god, he's going to bring up the ladder match, and he didn't bring it up. Yeah, maybe he's going to get there. Probably will. It, I mean, because if last night was any indication, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be, but but JBL is going to be around a little while. A little while. I mean, well, because I mean, he was selling Baron Corbin. This is the best, dude. Uh, I miss JBL. I didn't. You don't realize how much you missed him until he cut that you, promo. You don't know what you got till it's gone. That's the old saying. Uh, JBL is such an underrated guy because he was a victim of his era. Yeah, he really was. Yeah, I mean, because even even when he hit a single stride, you're still the ruthless aggression era. So good luck compete with John Cena. Good luck compete with the Undertaker, Chris Jericho. You know, unfortunately, but he was and, still champion for like a year. Yeah, but it's the most underrated long reign in WWE history, probably because you still kind of are in the shadow of Cena, of Jericho, of Taker, of of Sean back, of Triple H, of course. Uh, there's, I mean. You know, Hogan in and out, the Brock Lesnar in and out, uh, Goldberg yeah. popping in. It's 
that but Randy Orton, Batista kicking off their Hall of Fame career. That's true. Ric Flair still in there. Like people forget just how Flair was turning in some bangers then too. Yeah, still, still had it. Still had it. Maybe not quite as good as '85 per se, but definitely. I still. mean, they were still banging. Yeah. Like they were good. I yeah. mean, you, you look at it. I mean, th- those were better matches than what we've seen out of. Younger guys on the, Raw before. People forget just how stacked the Ruthless Aggression era was because it was the merging of young talent with the Attitude Era, and so and then plus the WCW buyout, and so it was like all things were possible. Fantasy book the hell out of whatever you want, and these are my toys. <laughs> I got a whole lot of toys. So yeah, JBL kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Like we still kind of think APA, even though he had an incredible singles run. Yeah, we kind of uh, do actually. Um, and he like redefined himself completely. Yeah. Because it was hard to believe it was the same guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like it was, it was, it was difficult to believe it was the same guy. He's so good at getting people to hate him. It's, it's so, odd. I don't well, know. It's, that's master. That was a master class promo. It was, um, it was the closest thing last night to WWE's version of MJF. Kind of was. It was incredible how we're all like diehards, like you and I, that that are broken, jaded people that love heels more anyway. They we're are. Loving they do it. have more fun. Yeah, we're loving it. But the ones that I mean, he got big time heat when people were just. I mean, the the cheery faces when his music hit and he did that. You know that big like skip Texas thing he used to do when he was commentating all the time. Yeah. And but and then he just turned and the face like oh, drew up and and it was it was it was an incredible uh, it was incredible but it was also random like I didn't by the way I love that Baron Corbin is back yep not happy Corbin just not Baron sad. Corbin Baron, the lone Thank wolf you. hopefully hopefully um, I like his gear too yeah give him something a little more flattering and a little know, bit more yeah, and you know. a little bit of color but nothing like yeah, right. out of yeah. what. Baron Corbin is. Right. Like it's a little bit more little color than what the little, Lone yeah. Wolf had, yeah. but it's not like Happy Corbin flashing in your face because yeah. it just doesn't fit. Yeah, I don't know why people. I don't know why Vince was like, you know what, he looked good in Ric Flair's wardrobe. Um, so I, I'm so happy with that. Like I know I'm very critical of Big Nose Old Hunter, um, but. Dude, that was great. Props. I mean, and and I'd say, I call it a master class. We talked about this during the break before I went outside. It's like he was the master of cheap heat because anybody can get cheap heat. Anybody can come out and insult the local sports team. Anybody can do that. You could do that and get booed for it. But the way he wove his sports team insults combined with the football knowledge that he already has, and just kind of segued in you know, mm-hmm. talking about it. Insult. Talk about some other stuff. Insult. That that's that's how you get. That's how you make cheap heat work. It's how you know that what you were doing worked. You you didn't just get booed because you bashed the sports team. You did it creatively and tied it into your actual promo and what you were trying to say. It wasn't just out of the blue. Oh, Oklahoma sucks. There was reasons Mm -hmm. this is why hey it's oklahoma's terrible and blah 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 but he wove it into the promo instead of stopping and insulting like some guys that are young they'll insult right at the beginning and go off on their tirade and i mean yeah they're mad at you 
But that's that that's cheap heat. Whoa. What JBL did last night, that's not cheap heat. That is master class heel promo. There was there was yeah, absolutely. I thought there were two guys and I, and this isn't to disparage AEW at all, it's just who I can't who came to mind last night. Uh, that they've tried to do this and failed in AEW in my opinion. Uh, one has failed miserably, the other has been hit and miss. I'll give you I'll give you one name. The one that's failed miserably to try to do this is Ryan Nemeth. He is such a try to go get cheap heat guy, and it's just nauseating because I don't care about what you're saying. It's just I you're you're lowest hanging fruit. The other guy that is sometimes great at it, he's not currently in AEW right now, but obviously they're on probably very good terms. The other guy that is sometimes great at it and then sometimes too much, Dan Lambert. There's yeah. Some weeks he's, he's spot he's got on. It, mm-hmm. And then other weeks it's all right, we get it. You're beating the horse. And that and that um, just that's kind of a testament to how good he could be yeah. if he spent more time in the business. Like if he didn't have so much other things going on and, and he was able to learn those little those intricate things mm-hmm. of when to go here but and but when to keep it here. Well, I thought it was interesting how he talked about and again here comes another tangent, but he talked about he told Tony, I think this is getting a little stale, so I'm gonna kinda I'll see ya. Is it getting a little stale or do you just not want to put it in the work to develop a little bit more? That uh, could it, be it. You know, and I understand why. It's not like his passion is not professional wrestling. No. I think he's a big fan of it. I think he loves it, but it's not his passion. It's not his breadwinner, yeah. so he's not going to take it as seriously. So, because he's an incredible stick guy, yeah. the, the talent is there. But yeah, I thought it was a master class. And and but let's talk more about this 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 pairing. Um, you know, where is it heading? How long do we? You know, do you like the pairing number? One? I love it. I think because it's, I don't know if Baron Corbin needs a mouthpiece. I don't think he does, but I think it takes. I don't want to say take the pressure off because I don't think Baron Corbin has an issue with pressure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an NFL fucking lineman for God's sake. Russell and Kurt Angle's retirement match. Yeah, like pressure is not a thing for him. But I think it's it's a way for JBL to take some of the baton and help him get over that hump because the, there's something. It's either gimmick or promo delivery that's keeping Corbin from making that jump that us real like diehard wrestling fans know he can make that that's a world champion sure hundred percent but i think he just needs jbl to take him over that hump and he's, he's never had that and it's a testament to how good he is to where he is in the company right now that he had mentors of course he had trainers of course he had producers helping him of course that's how it works but to be so young and make a transition from football to wrestling and not be one-sided. He's very well-rounded as far as a wrestler, not even as a football player turned wrestler, but as a wrestler, he is very well-rounded. He can go technical. Of course, power is his thing, but he's a very well-rounded wrestler. And I think with JBL, he can learn those little things about promos the JBL could tell you in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to be the key to get him over that hump to get that world heavyweight championship. Um, to me, what, what JBL did that everybody that wants to be still around the business, uh, you know, and I know we talk about him at nausea on this show and I'm, I'm 
I'm not sorry for it, but he did the thing that Ric Flair can't do at this stage. Could Ric Flair do it at one point? Absolutely, but he, but he doesn't appear to have that ability anymore. He was able to put himself over, but also, most importantly, put Baron Corbin over. There was plenty of hype on why JBL is great, but then once Baron Corbin got out there, it was the Baron Corbin show. Let me tell you why yep. he's kind of the next me. Flair, and again, he's the only one that comes to mind because he's the only one that kind of gets these, keeps getting these shots to come, come, come help this guy. Help this come, guy. Help, help this guy or yeah. help this gal or whatever. Um, it, Flair hasn't, can't do that. Flair only. Flair can only help you get over if he knows your resume. He won't study your resume. That's true. I mean, if you really think about it, like, managerial-wise, yeah. did he ever get anybody over as a manager? Like, did he make Evolution more prominent? Sure he did. He's Ric Flair. He's Ric Flair. But is Ric Flair the reason why Randy Orton and Batista got over? Or was it storyline and wrestling ability and... And, 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 because you can't say that Ric Flair was not a very big part of where Batista and Randy found themselves. Sure, but that was... But not like what we're talking about yeah, with JBL. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't on TV, though. I think Ric Flair, the, Ric Flair's biggest asset to those two guys... Was behind the scenes. Is what I can show you when I'm not being that guy. He is always that guy, but a little bit toned down. Because Ric Flair's best managerial work, in my view, as far as is obviously with his daughter for that year or yeah. two because he he believed it was all about getting Flair, Charlotte and, over and and the the few month run he had before they feuded real quick with Randy Orton when during the pandemic oh yeah because he because he knew because he believes that Randy Orton is the best wrestler in the world yeah. but where all can aside and I don't mean to offend anybody by saying this I highly doubt JBL truly believes everything he's saying about Baron Corbin probably not and. Because that, again, I, it was going in ridiculous ways that I was going to have far too much fun with. But that was the big thing about the Lacey Evans angle. Is it was obvious that either Vince didn't want to put him in that spot, or Flair didn't know how else to go with it. Because Vince still sees Flair as Flair, and so as in good time and woo, we, how we all kind of see him. Where Triple H probably would like to see him take on a few different angles and different... Because what should have happened is, tell me why Lacey Evans is great, other than the fact that she's a big-breasted blonde. Because all can have said, that's what he... You know, a few times he alluded to that. You know, if she succumbs to my charm, I can't help it. You know, where... Why... We can... Especially that early in the angle, that wasn't necessary. Could we get there sometime? I can kind of see it. I can... Yeah. You know, maybe... You know, tell a different story than just oh, Ric Flair takes advantage of this this blonde that wants to learn. Yeah, because I mean that is kind of like if you think about it, that's all he did. That's like, because he that's didn't what the angle went yeah. to. It's like because that's what Charlotte was telling him, like go home because at the end of the day, you, she said you take interest in a lot of blondes, and like and that's true by the way. That's true. Where Baron Corbin and J, JBL was a masterclass on here's what. He mentioned what we had been saying forever. This is the guy that retired Kurt Angle. Mm -hmm. the, you know, it was everything. It was he listed off his his you know his uh, what are the, Golden Gloves and his NFL everything you could possibly know. Where I, I, maybe it's a lack of ability, maybe it's a lack of effort at this stage of Flair's game because you're Ric Flair. Why wouldn't you rest on a little a little bit? Flair doesn't know anything about Lacey Evans. He knows nothing. No, about he didn't he doubt her being in a 
in the Marines or anything like that. You know like what he that. says? It seems like a real nice, nice sweetheart of a lady. He, when, when Conrad has brought that angle up to him on the new version of his podcast, he can't tell you one thing about Lacey Evans. I don't think they had more than two or three conversations. That's and, never going to work. And that's, and I'm so surprised by that because he so desperately wanted to be on TV and probably still does. Why wouldn't you give everything you could give to prove that you still have the value? And maybe and, that's why, like, they didn't keep him around after she got pregnant. Like, because, because you could have continued the yeah. angle when she came back, but if he wasn't putting in the effort, effort. yeah, like, if what's he it matter? If he doesn't, if he only wants to be, if if he only wants to be the character of himself, that yeah, Ric Flair got her pregnant, like. That's funny for a few weeks. I think we could have did more with it and had some real laughs. It really. Oh did. yeah, but it doesn't do any. Why? Why? Well, and the, why? And the other thing was like, it was just to get at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Where do you go after that? You haven't learned anything about her. You're not. Plus, there's nowhere to go. We could do this for four or five months, sure. But plus, what, what do you, you do after that? If you tell the angle, if you do the angle right. Why did you see this girl as the girl that could get Charlotte? But because you didn't put any effort outside of the ring to learn anything, you can't sell me on why. Here's why. Because she, you know, he proclaimed her to be. Why? Yeah. Why? 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 And that's what JBL did. And again, I'm not trying to knock my boy. God knows. And I'm not trying to talk about flair nauseum. It's just the only thing you can compare it to in recent memory. Of, the only thing, the only other time they've done this is Bob Backlund with uh, Darren Young. Oh God. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's, can, wow. can you tell? Can you tell? I watched this product. Wow! <laughs> Just brought all yeah. of that back. That that's, was good, though. That's, like, that's, but that's the only other time that, because I know people are will hear this and go, "We get it. You love Flair." Tell me another example besides those two of when they've done something similar. So I promise you, this is really happened. It's been a long time. This since isn't my usual something. Ric Flair tangent that I love to go on. Like, yes, it happens, but this isn't. It's the only thing I can compare it to in modern memory, and so. Bob Backlund and Flair are it. And the difference is Backlund has become a non-entertaining character of himself. Like, they keep playing in the Backlund's crazy thing every time he's ever on TV. Flair's a little bit more entertaining. Uh, But this is... Everybody, frankly, everybody in Jake Roberts should take more note of that. How how over has, has Jake gotten Lance Archer? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why he's not used very often. Maybe. I, you know, I'm purely speculating. Well, of course. But uh, where do you see this this going? This partnership? How long does it last? Give me a give me a predict. You know, is it is it is it short like Ted DiBiase, Cameron Grimes? Is it long like Flair and Flair? Is it somewhere in between? What's the what's the payoff? I think I think it's in between Flair and Flair and Triple H and Flair. I don't think this is a fly-by-night thing. I think this is something that was brought to JBL, and he was really interested in it because he knows what Baron Corbin can do. He's like, all right, yeah, give me something to sink my teeth into. Because, I mean, that's what it is a lot of the times with these veterans. They don't want to – they will. They'll come back for nothing. I mean, who's not going to? That's a payday. But they would – Yeah, they they would prefer – to come back and have something to sink their teeth into, feel like they're going to accomplish something because you can't carry the you know company on your shoulders anymore. You're past the world championship at this point in your career. You'd think. 
you would think, but we can just assume that now you want to put your fingerprints and footprints somewhere else to where maybe you'll be remembered more than racist character and year-long title reign. Because, I mean, that's what he was. Yeah. when he Monday night, last night he was not. But when he had his title run, when he was and he was feuding yeah. with Eddie. He he was. He, he was, was playing good. a super racist yeah. character. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing on the whole Texas Mexico feud kind of got is how they were able to get away with that level. And it's a different because time when than now. but even still around that before that time, Triple or Vince dropped the N word with yeah. Booker T and people freaked out. So it's all about like painting the right picture. And seeing where it's coming yeah. from. Like, when, when Vince did that with Booker T, it was like, this is out of left field. When JBL did that to Eddie, he had already, like, planted some pieces. Yep, it, I'm from Texas. He's like, and it, you can get it. You can see where his mind goes and why. Everything in this business is not what you say. It's how you say it. Yep. We can do anything. We can go too far, frankly. But if it's done with the right taste... The right, the right seasoning per se, then anything is possible, and that's one of the things I love and sometimes hate about this business because sometimes it's like, ooh, what are you doing? So you know, well, yeah, and, and honestly, I think this ends with a world title run for Baron Corbin. The, but at some point, I, I, you know, I instantly go, and I and I don't know the health status of JBL. Does this lead to if it's a longer, if it's a longer relationship, it inevitably leads to a breakup. Do we get kind of a one-off match of JBL versus Baron Corbin where he quickly squashes him? Or I don't think so. Yeah. And the and this is why I say that because of the type of person JBL is like I don't know him personally, so I'm not sure. But he's always been a bigger guy. He's yeah. been a body guy. Right. Well, you can tell. Like last night, when he stopped wrestling. He stopped the gym too. Yeah. I'll see he's you. not that big, which is fine. I do yeah. you. I. When I stop getting in the ring, yeah. <laughs> what do I need the gym for? <laughs> so I'm not by any means saying that that's a bad thing, yep. but it would have to. They'd probably have to be together for two years would, for him to yeah. feel like he's not doing himself a disservice. Because if JBL comes out with no shirt on and he's flabby, we're not going to say anything. He's in his fifties. I don't care. Yeah, he doesn't wrestle full time. It is what it is. But when he would yeah. watch that yeah. back, he, he would it? be so pissed. Then we're that he, the dragon. It happened to Jericho. Mm-hmm. That's why he got in better shape in AEW. It wasn't because people were talking shit. It's because he watched. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he's like, okay, I got to get a handle on this. Yeah. And so, no, it would need to be something that, uh, and I, I, WD doesn't plan this far in ahead, but frankly, it would need to be something that you need to figure out by this spring so JBL could figure it out and be ready for us meeting 40. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I think there's a lot going to be a lot more long term planning. They, they've, yeah, they've done it in bits and pieces before because, Hunter showed. Because Vince took got over. so bad at that because he changed his mind more and more. He always just changed his mind. Again, that's a miscarriage. That yeah, that's, talk, it's always like, been. But, but it got to the point where he's so busy with everything else that you're getting to Raw at noon, 1 o'clock, 2. We got a show to do, and it's three hours, and you just ripped up our script. Mm-hmm. And, and so where you know you get pulled in a whole lot of different directions the bigger this company gets, so you don't necessarily have time to be at the house helping you write and going, damn it, this is shitty. Yeah. Um, 
And so uh, Alex says, I love the JBL. Corbin Perrin should put Corbin over to the next level. How do you think we ought to do that? Do you think that um, maybe we see a Corbin-JBL one-off matchup sometime down the line? Maybe it's a maybe it's a tag team match where, you know, you you do a lot less of the work if you're JBL. I, I'm conditioned, I guess, probably from, from uh, you know, being obsessed with Vince to think that every breakup's got to have a payoff. Not, and it doesn't always. Cameron Grimes and Teddy Biosti are not on bad terms, kayfabe-wise. No. And yet, Teddy Biosti is obviously out of the picture again for now. Um, Probably for a minute. I don't know how healthy he is. Who? Teddy Biosti. I, I don't know. Uh, I know he preaches a lot. That's, that's well, Yeah, I know he tried to combine preaching and wrestling once. And yeah. Do your thing, bud. Try. It almost worked. Yeah, try. All you can say is almost. I mean, I don't yeah, think it failed. Totally. It was on TV, so yeah. that's something. Hey, but uh, there's a. I think well, I think he tried something that doesn't fit the demographic, because there's many a wrestling fan and many a wrestlers would, that are it Christian. Would, it would work more today. In today's it probably would. All you know, you can go YouTube. Yeah, and just throw it on YouTube and fight limit and your else. production costs and. and Call today. It would work more today because yeah, there's a. I am not alone in being a, a devout believer in a wrestling no. fan. There's a boatload <laughs> of them. It's that. It's, and I mean to turn yeah. it on the on its head. Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, yeah. Miro, Lance. I mean, I get more Lance Archer, Lance yeah. Archer notifications with him. Yeah, it's Bible verses. Bible verses. That's that's the most tweets yeah. that I get. So there's a lot of very devout wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sting very very open about his faith. Uh, Lex Luger, obviously not so involved in the business now, but very open. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot. Uh, Hulk Hogan is uh, very open about his faith these days. He credits that for being a better individual, and it probably has helped him. It has helped him. Uh, I, I and I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, Chris was always in religion, so that's not yeah. me and him and mine kind of coincide until I broke away for reasons. That I'm sure Chris did. Chris's church that he grew up in, he walked away from. And he walked away from the church for a few years because he told the church what he wanted to do for a living, and they all scoffed and laughed at him. And that's the thing that drives people away. Good for him for finding his way back, but it's stuff like that that drives people away because... And I'm not... This has been wrestling and religion. I know, this is so weird. But it's not everyone... It's not every church. It's not every religion. It's little sections that cause these problems that get lost in the message. You're preaching love everyone, but you're not loving. You're ju- you're you're judging people over here, but you're over here saying to love everybody like Jesus loves everybody, but you're over here judging the shit out of people, and th- that's what drives people away. I think that, and, and again, an odd conversation to have. I know, this is but, really random. But I, but I think what people need, because it's what I try to do, because, again, very devout in my faith, but I will I will own the fact that I am an incredible sinner. God hasn't, well, we all are. hasn't, go, hasn't done it. And what, what I mean is you should own the fact that, all right, maybe I don't agree with you, but your path is different than my path. A person's relationship with God is their relationship with God. That's the way it ought to be. Mm-hmm. Because whatever I... My pitfalls are, I uh, love to lust after ladies. No, I haven't cheated on my fiance or anything like that. But by God, there's websites out there, right? Uh, just being, just being Let's real. Just with be you. honest. Just being authentic. It's fine. Um, and so that's that's probably my biggest pitfall. 
because you know. Well, and, there, and, there, and let's, there's, a, there's a reason that I identify so much with Flair, right? There's a reason I identify so much with certain gimmicks. It's like, well, because I, I can see that in myself. There's a reason I identify with Johnny Cash so well, because I can see that struggle within myself. And what I think people need to do as believers is say, I don't agree with that, but again, your path is different than my path. Because in God's eyes, in my view, and again, I know this is way on the left field, but this is... This is this, great. But in God's eyes, it's, in my view... It's we either talk about a religion or yell at yeah, each other. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, one, yeah. it's never both. It's one of the two. Which you would think it would go together. <laughs> you would, <laughs> this is the most civil we've been in weeks. I'm so accepting yeah. of others' beliefs, yeah. though. Like, like now, sometimes when wrestling yeah. involved, I really get yeah. serious so about people's beliefs. Yes. But when the real world calls... Hypocrit- <laughs> hypocritical Christian, I get you. Goldberg is great to hell What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> but, like, no, in my view, in my view, in my view, what... Yes, we should... You should call out if that's a, that's a sin in your view. But guess what? In God's eyes, to my opinion, there is no difference. The Bible says... That one sin is it, not if you do this and this, and mm-hmm. it's one. So therefore, you are as guilty as I am. I'm as guilty as you are. Church should be a hospital for the broken, not a museum for good people, because none of us are good people in God's eyes. We're all falling horribly short. It doesn't matter if you are. Doesn't matter if you lied or if you murdered in God's eyes. If you don't repent for said action, you are no better. Therefore, if you're judging Chris Jericho because he wants to be a rock star or whatever else, or get tattoos or whatever you want to judge Chris Jericho for or anybody else, thou shall not judge. You need to say, I don't think it's biblically Ooh. correct. Wait, what, but again, what was that phrase that Jesus said? Um he who hath no sin can okay. throw the cast, cast the first stone. stone. That's right. And it's none of us. See, that's, I grew up in religion, so I, I I'm not just talking out of my butt. That's that's none of us. And again, this is a this is a great random ass. <laughs> that, that's none well, of us. And we got so sidetracked because I guess what I was trying to go towards was like, yeah, Jericho's a Christian. He's pretty. I don't know. How, he doesn't sound like Shawn Michaels' level of devout. But he's Christian. But I feel like the... Yeah, Sean might have had some pain the, to the last well, and I th- that, That's kind of what I was kind of getting at is like the guys that didn't have... And this is pro wrestlers from what I've seen. Sure. I don't know. But if you kind of look at the pattern, pro wrestlers that have come into wrestling and not had some form of ties to religion... Especially in the Sean, the Flair days, yeah. back in the old days, they really fall off and almost lose their career. And then they find religion and they are some of the most devout, real people you'll meet. Because, like, you think people would take Sean's advice if he was touting he's a devout Christian, but backstage acting like 1999 Shawn Michaels? No. And and people can sniff that out, yeah. especially with religion. People know sure. when you're bullshitting with yeah. religion, and I just find that dichotomy honestly interesting. Like, was it Sean's salvation saved his life? It he did. Was going to die, it, it did. But was it was it because I don't think Lance is devout. I don't know. I don't know if Lance Storm is, but he didn't have any issues right. with drugs or anything. I mean, we'd have to tweet yeah, Lance or ask yeah. or whatever to really find out. But I guess what I'm saying is him and Chris, you know, trained together, came up together. 
neither one of them had issues. Was it a combination of Lance Storm's conditioning and Jericho's religion and drive, and it combined those two to keep them out of those things? Or is it just the type of person you are? Uh, and some people are just flat weaker than others. Oh, that, we all that, are. But I mean, and that's kind of what it like. Yeah. And, and Sean didn't have that. Yeah. You know, Lance, I'm sure Lance did more pushing than Chris as far as, because just, it's fucking Lance. Yeah. It's super serious. So like, I'm sure Lance was a big help of keeping Jericho on that straight and narrow and the journey he was on. And, I mean, his mom got that injury and she said, no, you're not stopping. Like he was on. Going places, yeah, he was going places. Yeah. But it's and it's also it is to some extent it's it is unfor- and it's not to blame anyone for anyone else's behavior. You you are responsible for your own yes. choices in this life. But there are people that can. All can aside, I'm gonna call a spade a spade here. Shawn Michaels' influences at that time, the people that he was willing to listen to hang out with. I mean, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, not the best of dudes at that time, especially like Scott got it together overall. Kevin Nash is, um, I think he's a decent guy. Overall, he is way too greedy. He is the biggest money whore this business has ever seen. I think Scott... Scott's is a totally different thing. He fell down that hole because of, you know, he got in that bar fight and yeah, killed, killed him. the guy. And, and I mean, like, how do you live with him? Out of, yeah, out of anybody that ever fell into drug and alcohol problems, I think I, I, I understand him no. the most. Uh, like, how can you and, handle that? Like, I, I feel the same way about Jake. I mean, he was abused by his, his mother and stepmother. I mean, he was he was raped. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if he said the word, but but, but over sexually abused certainly. Like, how do you handle that? And, and then his father didn't love him really at all. He allowed it to happen, and and Jake got into the wrestling business because he wanted to because his father was a pretty good wrestler back in the day, and he said I'm I'm going to do it to make my father proud of me. And, and and guess what? When Jake was a huge star, only a little bit below Hogan. He told him, I'm ashamed of you. There'll never be anything in life. And because he got into wrestling to make his father proud and to surpass him to see, see I'm good. I can I can do this. And he told him, I'm ashamed of you. Uh, and, and I mean, it's Jake Roberts who went further than, than Grizzly ever did mm-hmm. by far. By far. And no offense to Grizzly. Like, I've watched some of his old stuff. He was good for his time. But Jake is so far ahead even now. And... So his 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 mother abandons him. His stepmother sexually abuses him and beats him, and his father doesn't doesn't care. And which so, is a very bad so, trend for back then is how wrestlers were. Yeah, like that's which it's not so, condoning it at all. And I'm not saying oh the pro wrestler. What I'm saying is is that kind of stuff was very rampant as far as fathers yeah, well, and not giving a shit about their kids. Rocky yeah. Maivia's dad didn't really care. Yeah, because because you're so sucked into being. To do what you're doing. Yep. That, uh, that, I, that I, that probably, let's be honest, that probably when you, when you were with these women and had sex, you had no intention of having kids, but you did. Yep. Pro- I mean, I'm sure there's a few that are exceptions, but overall, and it's like, well, all right, I'll do what I have to do financially, but, but I'm still going to be on the road and doing my thing. And no matter what, even if people are great, um, you know, if people are great fathers overall, you know, Flair is a pretty respectable father, but he wasn't ever there. Nope. So he, even when he's at his best as a father, he's gone all the time. All the time. Had I come up in a different time, I would have kept wrestling. But when I was wrestling and Tammy got pregnant, it was, I was still on the fence. Yeah. 
And then I'm like, I can't, can't be a dad and do this. Or at least the dad that I want to be. Right. Involved. Know what's going on. And unfortunately, so many, so many wrestling fathers, and I'm not, I'm not condemning them. It's a tough Oh, I'm not either. Condemn, I mean, especially but, like, so Jericho and Hunter's generation, them, they were able to spend a little bit more time. But I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, Ric Flair didn't have to. But to be Ric Flair, he had to choose to be Ric Flair over being a, a, a good father. And yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's just we've seen those wounds kind of come up in WWE kayfabe sometimes with, with Charlotte. Um, um, so, yeah, this is, a, again, most interesting rambly episode of, of To the Time of Clever. We've talked it all. Um, Alex says, I definitely believe that it's a mutually beneficial thing for uh, where it helps put Corbin over. And is a way for JBL to have one last ride and wrestle again. Um, we'll see if that happens. We'll see if that happens. Um, um, Travis Namber said, I think it's about time the real star of the show jumps on. I am shocked and appalled at that statement. I guess he's available, I suppose. What, is he the fucking champion again of WrestleFit? No, no, he's got a no, big head. No. What the hell's going on? I saw they gave that belt to somebody else who wasn't him. No. So... Uh, well, just keep on talking and rambling. Sure, all this sure. Uh, the OC got back together. They got a, they got a dub. By the way, they booked for Crown Jewel. So Vince said, "Screw you, New Japan." Um, yeah, he kind of did. That was I, I'm disappointed in that. I was really hoping that we could kind of signal a new era, and that wasn't the case. Uh, it wasn't the case. Well, why can't we just not have the Good Brothers on this show and let let Carl drop the belt? Dude, need your pen right. What do you do with things? Because I imagine that from Saudi to Japan is a hell of a flight. Am I right in that? From, yeah. I, would have, like, I mean, like, I don't know where they are on the map, but I mean, Japan's like way yeah. over here. Is there any way he could do both? Is there any way? Shit, like, dude, I don't think so. Like... So, then what are we going to do if we never win a championship? Because you talk about, you talk about how not to drive in New Japan. Now, if, if they didn't, if the Good Brothers didn't sign, it sounds like they didn't sign a contract contract. So, it's kind of stupid on New Japan's part to put a belt on them. I wouldn't put a belt on Well, well what do you do for New Japan? Because now the Good Brothers are booked for the Saudi show officially. We we see that. So what do you do if you want your band? I think you strip them. That's all you can do. You no. can't like like there there should be a way, and I know that there's there's probably not. Um, but yeah, I don't understand if you're like the Saudi show is. A big deal. It's not essential. Give the Good Brothers the night off. Let them go to New Japan. Get kicked out of the Bullet Club again, and we'll see them down the road. Because you don't really ever leave the Bullet Club. You just get dismissed for a while, and then you get welcome back. Yep. Open arms. So shut up, Travis. Shut up, Travis. Um, it's. It's, hey, he wants to flip me the bird, but the little bird won't fly. Um, 
It's it is. It's absolutely. Uh, we should really invest in Streamyard, by the way. No. Why? Cause. Okay. I don't want to. Why? Because I don't know how much it is. It's like forty bucks a month. <laughs> I meant for it's all of us to split it. It's not in our budget. You just bought a new camera. Yeah, equipment is. Equipment is always in the budget. Hold on here. Another rambly. Um, do you think that Triple H is going to screw New Japan? Feels like it. Maybe. Feels like it. Feels like it. Maybe. Does that make you look at Triple H a little differently? Because it, it made me believe that, yeah. Because if, if Carl Anderson is not around to drop this title, then I think everything Triple H said about being, being open for business is bullshit. In terms of working with other companies. Maybe still can. I don't know. Like, well, unless they're moving the, you know, it's a pretty big show that New Japan has coming up on November 5th. Uh, I know you're going to dial in for it, I'm sure. And so if, if he, if he isn't able to drop that belt, then, uh, then I don't want to hear anymore in Triple H willing to work with other companies because clearly you weren't because clearly you knew they were there when you signed them and you didn't care. No, and don't tell me I mean, that that's on them too. Sure, absolutely. It's it's if they weren't working with a legitimate contract, and I'm talking about a legitimate contract that isn't um, that isn't um, you know per appearance deal. I'm talking about if you don't have pen to paper, you shouldn't put a belt on it. But also, if you're Triple H and you say. Oh, we're we're we we we're we work for other worth other companies if if it's right. In what way hey, is New Japan wrong? We just saw AEW get as much hype as they've ever had, if not more, off of Forbidden Door, even if the event wasn't that great. I, I just don't personally understand why. Leave the Good Brothers off this show, and you know, and. Let let them drop the belt and, and get dismissed from the Bullet Club one more time. And bibbity bobbity boo It sends a much better message than just, yeah, I know what I said, but... Mm. I mean, that's fair. All right. You ready to go commercial? Sure. Okay. We come back. We're taking our final break. Only two of them today because hell with it. We've been rambling like crazy. It's been fun. It really has. I've enjoyed it. Uh, when we come back, oh, I caught us already. Sorry, oh. Travis, can you hear us, sir? Will it make the screen look like? Yep, he's gonna be audio only because I can't hear him here. Can you hear me, Travis? I see you. Yeah, I don't. I can't hear you. Go again? No. Okay, there no. we go. There we go. Okay, I got you. Do I need to put on headphones? Here? Got you. Yeah, you do. I'll give you these, and I'll deal with the shitty ones. Thank you. Travis, buddy, how are you? Pretty good. Yeah, that sounds like it. Tell your fucking voice. <laughs> What's his problem? I asked him how he was, and he said, uh, pretty good. So, uh, sound like Eeyore. Hey, it's not staticky. I guess I cussed it. Uh, that's how it works. I'm doing it's pretty good. good. You, you got a motherfucking Eeyore over here. I'm ready. I think we've got the next recording.
Oh, oh, it's on there too. Ha ha. Yeah. You know who's the biggest overseller on the WWE roster right now? Who? Ricochet. Oversells yeah. like crazy. Probably not wrong. Do you see him take that that? Uh, you see him oversell off that 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 uh like guard door thing? I think What's I missed that. And he was just so like he gave himself an extra bump on the back of the head just because he wanted to oversell it. I'm like, my God, this is this is Sean Hogan. It's so funny to hear that story sometimes too. What a dick! And I don't even like Hogan, but that was kind of a dick move. Just saying. Especially because he was going to win the second match. Yeah. Like, what's your problem, bro? Like, Hogan was going to give you one. Look, I might not like Hogan, but if I ever got the chance to work with Hogan in the ring, I mean, I would be the most respectful. Because he's, he's, he's Hulk Hogan. At the end of the day, he's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Whether I like him or not, it's still Hulk. It's like the Undertaker. Especially because he was going to, like, it wasn't like you weren't going to get a dub. He was going to give you a dub, and we, we get, you get major heat. And Hogan gets one, and and that's how it works. Is he's babyface? Like even if it, forget about it, if it was Hulk Hogan or not. If you're the heel, the babyface is gonna eventually. That's the story. The babyface eventually is gonna win. That's how it works. Unless you're Roman Reigns, in which case can't ever find it. Fucking lost. I mean, that's fair. Kind of doesn't ever lose, does he? It's really getting old. If your gimmick is you can't lose, you got a bad gimmick. Okay, I love how you bash Roman Reigns' is can't lose gimmick, but love Goldberg's. Sorry, <laughs> I actually agree that Goldberg mm. needs to be able to take losses. I think if Goldberg is on this card in Saudi, and it's obvious he's not going to be at this point, like I think, but he should take the loss to whoever that may be. I'm yeah. starting to think you're right. He's not going to be. He needs to. It, he needs to win here and there to to maintain value of his of of his losses, but no, put people over. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Okay, let's go. Count me in. You ready? Count me in. Three, two, one, go. All right. So you tell me we were on the air. <clears throat> yep. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the turnbuckle, and we have with us uh, the most beautiful individual on God's earth, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, wait, that's... We that's, can't see that, him because Skype's being stupid. Oh, that's not his fiance, Lauren. You got the other one. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go. I'll, you got I'll the, fix that. You, you I'll go the, get the other one. You got the... I thought we were bringing on the beauty. Instead, you gave me the beast. And I... Darn it. Good Lord. This did, is, did, you say I was, did you say I was audio only? Yeah. Oh, good. They can't see this. Barely even audio right now. Cool. But, wow, that's great. That's fantastic. See how you treat your host of the show. Jeez. Well, maybe, look, maybe if you come look, to McCarthy it's being Manor. stupid again. I'm sorry. I can't control Skype's dumbassery. Maybe if you come to McCarthy Manor. This is why we need to stream yard. Maybe if he didn't leave so far, why? NDI is going to give me this problem. Regardless, until it decides to work. But with, but 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 with streamyard, we don't even have to worry about all this. We just do streamyard. Mm, but I don't want to pay the money. Then let's all pay the money. The three of us. Mm-hmm. Money, money, money. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. We're we're not going to, are we? We'll talk about it. We're not. Going nope. To. All right. 
Stupid bastard. I know that producer voice. I know because I've gotten it from you. That's um, it's uh, it's it made it takes me back to my high school dating career. Nothing but rejection. Wow. That's wow. Sad. I know, think of the good love and all that women missed. <laughs> all right, let's talk some wrestling. Travis, I can't believe I'm going to I'm going to do this for the first time in history because you're taking time out of your busy schedule to be on to the turnbuckle for this final hour or so. What do you want to talk about? Ooh. Ooh. Name it. What do you want to talk about? Ah, oh, there's too much pressure. Anything, I don't care. All of it. What, what are we? What are we? Where are we at? What are you? What are you itching? We are no. The rundown has been so non-existent this week. It's, yeah, you got to listen to this one back, yeah, buddy. It's been. It's, it's been. This is the most rambly everywhere episode we've ever done. Period. And like, not even yelly. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's it's been it's there. So ignore the rundown. I mean, you can pull it up if you want, but it's. I did. It um, <laughs> so. What what are you itching to talk about? You know, it doesn't matter if we talk about it or not because we've talked about everything in chunks. But then we go on these weird ass tangents about philosophy and religion and conspiracy theories. Yeah, we kind of did, didn't we? Uh, that was weird. Um, ah, man, I missed all that. Damn. Yeah, somehow. Um, so don't you would have liked it. it? They were good conversations, bitch. Well, I death. <laughs> He said they were good conversations. There's been two hours of no shut up, Travis's. I got to catch up somehow. Uh, So I got So what do you want to talk? Do you you want to discuss your thoughts on Bray Wyatt? Do you want to discuss your thoughts on JBL? Do you want to discuss your thoughts on uh, MJF's promo where it turns out he hates himself too? Uh, I didn't see the promo on MJF. So what the hell, bro? That was incredible. I know. It's one of of his best in recent memory. He's like, I hate myself too, but by hook or by crook. <laughs> um, I didn't get to get caught up that much in wrestling. Well, that's because you're that's because you're working your life away. Yes, yes, I am. It's all right. The money's good, though. Mm, uh, that it is. Uh, better so better well, than least, OMS money. I was going to say better than what you were making. Damn, we really we, better. Let's not put down the people that gave us a platform. I'm hey, kidding. hey, he's, he said the hey. initials. I didn't. I did. I could have been referring to the Eagle. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's more money than he was getting there, too. Yes, very much. Very see, much. See, I know what I'm talking about. So my question is, Napper, what do you want to discuss? Yeah, we'll start with Bray. Uh, what were your thoughts on his emotional return to SmackDown? I think that was the only way they could do it. The character... I, I think the best way to start this out is the man. And that's exactly what we got. We got the man. We didn't get. We got Wyndham Rotunda, the man. And that makes this so much more intriguing to see where this goes. I'm intrigued to see because it seems like, in a sense, it's still a character. Like, that version of him as a character. Because even when he was in the Firefly Funhouse, he was conflicted. But now it's it's even more intensified. He's con- like he feels like he's free, but he's not free. Oh no! Uh, Alex says we can't hear or see Travis Snapper. I know we can't. It's, oh god, it's being stupid. You can listen to the audio version for Triple H or for 
Triple H's Travis Knapper's thoughts on this. Same thing, same thing, special, same guy. Special guest Paul Levesque. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna, uh, depending on how easily this were to transition, I was gonna start out the show as a Paul Heyman promo. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is. Blah, 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 blah. First, of all, um, nobody, nobody likes an egomaniac. Nobody then why do we have you on the show? Uh, respectfully, and I mean this so respectfully, both of you. I started this damn show. I See, mean, egomaniac. No, no I'm not wrong. I, no, I, I, I know. I, no, just... no, no ego involved. It's just <laughs> the only one that was on the first episode that is ne- uh, of what has become to the turnbuckle that is still on this show is me. I was at least well, no, was you I were on episode two. Wrong. I was I was thinking I was three because yeah, literally I'd finished I the, I'd finished the, the inaugural episode of what was then Logan the wrestling podcast. And then Adam Dell, literally, as we are signing, I'm, I'm sitting next to Cody Larson, Big Co, Codisserie Chicken, old Codeine Lean, and I'm sitting next to him. And literally, as we finish up, uh, go right off the air. Adam storms through the door with you and Styles, the Vibes God, and goes, "They like wrestling in one of the show. Cool." And I'm like, and then I think I asked you. Who's the greatest of all the time? And we had that little discussion. And Styles wouldn't play along because he didn't care who I said. I could have said Lance Storm and he'd, he'd have been playing along. But, of course, I said The Undertaker. And he plays along. He goes, I, I agree tenfold. And you were like, well, I think it's Chris Jericho, but okay. He's not bad. Because, uh, he, you know, the same way you say I'm sorry, Chris Jericho. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, Napper. Uh, and I, yeah. I, I can't. Uh, what I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that whole. I'm thing. sorry. But I'll say Chris Jericho in that same tone. Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho. That was, how, that was how you said it, and then Napper started out on this. I was show. trying to get all the shows, so I had to be like. Say it as a question in case there were issues with Chris Jericho for some reason. No, I was gonna. I mean, at this point, Adam Dale had literally shoved your beautiful face into my face, like you were going to get on the show. That's fair. and then Napper started out listening, like sitting in. Uh, didn't you sit in on a few episodes with Styles? Yeah, with uh, uh, with Styles. Yeah, and, yeah, and just sitting there listening to us bullshit. Uh, yeah, and then. I know. I think I figured out the NDI problem. Not to interrupt you. What'd you do? Skype Ooh. updated. Did so you uh, everything up? Did, so you, did you fix it? We can't until we're done. He said, he said a bad word. It'll close everything. He said. He said a bad, bad word. Yeah, I did. I said a lot of those. It's a bad, bad word by a bad, bad man. Yeah. Uh, as. So I see what you guys mean about the tangents. And in what ways am I bad? We'll let you figure. Hey, you can find him on the Tinder, on on Grinder, on Bumble. No, Grinder is not my style. Are you on Bumble? Yeah. Oh, he's on Bumble, boys. Is that a broken McCarthy I see on the left side of the screen? A broken McCarthy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he must have started the show from the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's broken McCarthy. So, so, no, if there's ever an episode that if you get bored and 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 need to listen back, this this is we went weird places. Um, so here's, so that's how this all got started. Why are we bringing this up? I have no idea. Uh, well, the show. Cause that's who we The show's birthday did technically just pass. It kind of did, didn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we didn't get to celebrate. I think it was like October seventh, twenty nineteen, was the first episode of Loganity, the Wisdom Podcast. And then you started the next week, so that probably would have been the the fourteenth. Yeah. And and then uh, it was me, you, and Styles for a while. Um, Styles had personal issues, and it was weird. It was um, and and to continue the odd religious theme of this episode, I believe. You know, God brought Napper into our lives because it's odd. Napper became, say what you want. I know, but, but walk down the road with me. Okay. Isn't it weird that Napper would come into the media school and into your life in a more prominent fashion and into my life, period, right as, unfortunately, and I hear he's doing well, and that's that's great and amazing, and I'm, I'm praying for him, right as Styles starts to have some personal issues in a big way, it all meshed. It did Ta-da! all mesh. And I mean, not to... Yeah, there it is. So to be... And, and again, not making light fair. of his issues if you no, were no. to come back and, and watch this show. I don't think he tunes in at all, but you never know. Uh, it's just how it happened. Yeah. I mean, and so... We all have our demons. So I. So it's really weird how, again, unfortunately, he went through some... Again, I, I hear he's doing very well. Uh, been so for, for over six months now. Good for him. Uh, and, and so... Uh, praying for him all the time, but it's weird how his demons started to kind of act up as soon as Napper rolls his Eeyore ass in, and and so yeah, it's just like that's what makes me always go. There's something because it's just I'm not a man of coincidence. Like it's just weird how things work like that. Well, I did force to push him down the stairs of the Eagle if he didn't come to Ohio Media School. He really did. That's is that's that not that, a lie. Is that, true, that's, is that true? That is that is one hundred percent true. I was threatened vehemently by him. Vehemently. Um, yes. I don't know about vehemently. Maybe. I mean, he he's Alex, also said that Alex in the, in the know, event of a zombie apocalypse. Alex Brown wants to know is is. Is his audio, meaning Travis Nappers, is his audio muted in OBS? No. 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 Uh, it's an update problem. He wants to know, like, are you seeing audio levels? No. It's an update problem. Thank you, everyone, for trying to assist me. But if I have to say that one more time, I'm going to freak out. All right. What's the, what's the problem, right. McCarthy? The problem, the problem, the problem is, is that Travis didn't get to finish his story about my zombie apocalypse plans. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he, if we're ever in a zombie apocalypse together, he's going to make me help him drag a fridge up steps to, you know, sustain us. And if I can't make it up the steps... He's just going to break the steps, and I'm screwed. See, see, now he tells it wrong. So so what he would be helping with is getting non-perishable foods up first. It's like sitting with a married couple at dinner with you two. And then you bring up the refrigerator <laughs> to try to get some kind of nourishment before the power's gone and all the food's terrible. The refrigerator is a two-pronged thing. Mm-hmm. So what you do is, all right, Everybody's upstairs. Everybody's safe, okay? All right, all right. This is where I come in. What if I can't get up the stairs? I will get you up the stairs, bro. This is the Getting you back you down them? You before. Well, this... New things come to the storyline when we talk about it every time. And so, 
What's 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 everybody depends, is depends what week I've ticked him off. <laughs> what's everybody is safely upstairs. Safely. I take my mighty sledgehammer and I break the steps. Now we're chilling. It's fine. The zombies can't reach us yet. It's okay. It's alright. Goes probably I'd, I'd give us a week before the zombie pile gets to where they could probably climb up the stairs, right? All right, so that's when <laughs> that's when you push the refrigerator into the hole and you crush some mother effing zombies, and then you set off firecrackers or some other loud noise to get more in there, and you jump out the window. Zombie preparedness plan onto the turnbuckle. You're welcome. It is fitting for every two-story home. Uh, <laughs> you get to three stories, you might not want to jump out that window. Now, now you're asking for trouble. What wrestler would do the best it, in the zombie apocalypse? Might as well. We might as well tie the two in. Ah, uh, Halloween's coming. Drew McIntyre. He can take off a lot of heads <laughs> before that sword breaks. It's fair. How about you, Napper? Ray. Napper, what what wrestler, in your opinion, would do the best right now in the zombie apocalypse? Any company, I don't care. Orange Cassidy. Well, he won't even take his hands out of his pockets. Orange That's Cassidy. the point. He can put the blood on him, and he can put his hands in his pockets and just lay there. I didn't say what wrestlers were going to go down like a bitch. <laughs> That's how you should. Look, do it. camouflaging yourself in a zombie apocalypse to make them ignore you is not a bitch move. That's smart. That's brains, bro. You said, yeah, all you said was survive. You didn't say how they had to survive. Um, Who dies first? Our truth the fact I don't know. He can make, he can probably make a couple zombies laugh and then like escape. I th- I think it's a tie between The problem is he'll think it's makeup and then get bit. It's probably a tie <laughs> between Jake Roberts and the Big Show. It depends how Jake Roberts is feeling that day. If he's faster than the Big Show or not. Because you don't have to get you don't have to get away from the zombies. You don't have to outrun the zombies. You have to outrun the people behind you. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, Zombieland says that, you know, like, what, what's rule number seven? Cardio? Something like that? Yeah, cardio. Like, yeah. Something like that. I love that movie. I Me cried. Too. Me too. I cried. Uh, Legit. Like a baby. The The second one's not bad either. I'll just go I first. didn't see that one yet. You should. I probably should. It's not You're bad. Right. It's, it's, it's really not bad. Is it, it's the, the season. First? No, it's, you know, it's... it's I mean, what movies are? Terminator 2, and now right. I think I'm running out. That's pretty much it. Not Halloween ends. Uh, that wasn't awful, though. Some people say it is. It's not... A, Okay, so if you look at it from the perspective of a Halloween movie... Do you mean Jake Roberts in current condition? Yes, I do mean Jake Roberts in current condition. All right, just check. That's why I said it depends how he's... It depends how, he's how, how healthy he is that day. Well, frankly, they're, they might think he's one of them. They I mean, might. God love him. <laughs> but, he could pull it off like Bill Murray in Zombieland. Yeah. <laughs> Jake I say Jake Vince. Roberts. I know that's not your real name. I don't mean to gush. I, I say Vince. Vince would die first? Yes. Are you kidding me? Dude, yeah, Vince, is the safest, tried, Vince is the safest one. He would try to run and break both his calves or whatever. He's, first of all, it was quads. Secondly, that would be quads. Kind of, yeah, yeah. First of all, Kevin Nash is screwed long before Vince is. That's fair. Because Vince might even go down, but, he, but he's punching that little. But hey, he's got that off. super shredder in him. He might be okay. 
And if anybody's watched Camp WWE, he can just pop up a boat with a capsule. It's it's absolutely... No, I'm telling you right now, look, first of all, Kevin Nash will be screwed long before Vince McMahon would be. Vince, well, even if he goes down, do you think Vince ain't punching his way out of that? Yeah, that's it fair. depends how decayed the zombies are. He's... He still deadlifts like 400 pounds. I don't know why you want to do that. How many weeks do we give Rick? Rick Flair? Um, yeah. I think Rick's strategy would not be to fight the zombies. It'd be find the most deserted bar and just board up and, and see how long you last. Uh, that does sound like a Flair plan. Like, you know, the most deserted bar, there you, you, get all, you get all the alcohol he needs. And for sustenance, there's pretzels and peanuts. Uh, Maybe hot dogs if it's yeah, the right bar. Yeah, you know, you might have some frozen patties even yeah. in there if you're in the right joint. Bowling, uh, you got to pick a bowling alley. They're going to have the most food out of bar it's true. style things. It's true. So you'd go to like some. And if he picks a bowling alley, that's defense. So, you, so you would go Just, to like, you would go to like South Dakota because no one's there. Um, nobody lives in South Dakota. Like, like Sturgis is it, and then places a ghost town. Um, we love you, South Dakota. Uh, how many weeks? How many weeks? Weeks would you give uh, Hornswoggle? Does he make it further? I mean, those little legs have less stride. See, now we're getting deep into the conversation because now it's about location, location, location. So See, like space. like Vince McMahon's the last one standing, probably. Yeah, he's got he's got mansions on top of mansions and islands, probably somewhere like that he can go and like chill for a while. His last second, he's still checking the stocks. Damn it. Damn it, they dropped. And if it, and Stupid people. Stupid hunter. What storylines are you writing? Oh, yeah. And, and God forbid if those zombies run on him when he's pissed. Like when the stock crashes, they're done. Plus, Wait, like, can, it be, can it be dead or alive people? Sure. Uh, I changed my answer for who. I, I changed my answer for who would live the longest. Who you got? Roddy Piper. Oh, he would absolutely... Make it longer than anybody thought. Um, got the experience. Uh, I'm, just here, I'm just here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Ain't no doubt about uh, it. Even though those were aliens and not zombies, but it's fine. In case you're it's wondering... Just, what, it's wondering not what, the same thing. In case you're wondering what we're discussing in this week in wrestling, it's it's what wrestler would last longest in a zombie apocalypse. I mean, it, it is festive. Yeah. It is the season to have these conversations. We're either going to look back and go, this was the biggest complete waste of three hours, <laughs> or this was genius. One of the two. Uh, um, donation of both? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably a little bit of both. Uh, so, I don't know. I feel, are we doing a disservice to people by being this off script today? I don't think so. Right. People are tuning in longer than normal. All right, just checking. Messages long after so, this at first hour of the show. So now, what wrestle would last the longest in a zombie apocalypse? Um, like I said, I think Vince lasts a while because he's got property on top of property. Um, Tony Khan screwed. Not gonna lie to you. He feels like yes. he feels like Velma. If he loses his glasses, he's dun done. Um, I really. Paul Heyman is within the first five to go. He's just too fat. These days, now in the old day where you know the ECW, can he talk his way out of it? Not to zombies. That's that's literally falling. That's literally falling on deaf ears. Ah, Ah. All right. So, which options should we give the people for this poll? Uh, Mystic Man. One name we haven't said yet that we need to talk about is—is it the longest or the shortest? 
longest or shortest that we're asking? Longest. All right. Mr. Man, and here's a name we should have brought up a long time ago in the zombie apocalypse because he would do great. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, because you know he's, he's got, got gu- some axes he, and he, guns for good measure. I was going to say, he's got guns on top of guns. Let's go. He's got guns Vince, on top of guns. Brock, and Roddy. D- uh, Deshaun, who do you, what wrestler do you think lasts the longest in a zombie apocalypse? Tis the Halloween season. There we go. Uh, okay, thank, so, so eight. Thank you for watching, uh, Deshaun Isaac. Um, other people that I don't think we're, we're factoring in well enough, um, probably like Rednecks and Hillbillies, to be honest. Like Trevor Murdoch would... You know, NWA world champion. He would do okay. He would he would do okay. He's the NWA world champion. I think he would do all right. Um, One vote for Brock. Yeah, uh, I uh, I do. I, I just uh, he would do all right. Hey man, Adam Page would probably do all right. I think he's got a lot of guns. Well, plus he's very comfortable on a horse, and yeah. that's the best mode of transportation in a zombie at apocalypse. At that point, yeah, I think you're... Is it? Uh, yeah. You can't run out of gas, yeah. and if worse comes to worse, they can block the way yeah. while you run. Yeah, I was going to say, they can get, you know... Because they're... they're not going to... Because the zombies, more than likely, yeah. if there's people around, aren't going to eat the horse. But that's it can true. halt their progress. Sure. Yeah, well, you need a stopgap, people. Um, Mark Calloway, the person, would do incredible because he's got guns on top of guns. Um, oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's got. He's ready. At he, it's like if Kane, Kane would definitely Glenn Jacobs would survive. Well, that, no, there's no question. There's no question. He'd be telling you why that the man zombies, is too too smart. He'd be telling you why the zombies have a right to live. Um. And, and then he'd be tell, he'd be you know, he'd be stay indoors. No, he'd be come on out, come, come on, on out. out. It's fine. Like they need to eat too. It's, it's, just, it's just the way, he, and that's all right. Whatever. Like he's entitled to his. It'd baby. be his like and secret plan to. Shawn Michaels would do well. Herd. He's he's another hunter. He even had a hunting show on the Outdoor Channel for a while. Shawn Michaels would do okay. I mean, all he's got, all he's got to do is super kick the zombies. Yeah. Super kick the zombies once, in his Once again, that depends, that depends how um, decayed they are. And there better be a name tag with the name Stan on that zombie. Oh, that'd be the best. See, I just kicked Stan. Uh, um, who else would do poorly or great in a zombie apocalypse? Um, William Reed. Michael Ryan. Cole would do poorly. Yes. He, oh, he's done within the first ten. Ten minutes, he's done. Uh, Byron's done. Byron is he? Uh, he he took these away out of catch my draft because uh, he got he got scared and peed. Uh, William Regal would stun us all and survive far longer. He wouldn't even like take. He'd have a he'd have a Colt forty five and brass knucks and he'd go to work. He'd go to work. W o r k work. William Regal would put in the work. He is ready. And frankly, that would be a cool tie into those old WCW vignettes out in the woods, you know. That would be kind of neat. Talk about Fit Finley would surprise us. 
He's a scrappy yeah, about Sting? He's a scrappy bastard. Um, Sting would play one hell of a marathon game of hide and seek. <laughs> and he somehow is like installed bullets into his bat. Nails. Nails. Pound nails through. So, so he's going Negan style. That's oh, what I would do. I got you. He's about to shut that. Who do you think down. I got the sledgehammer stare idea? It wasn't Walking Dead, but it was the zombie survival guide. I hear you. That's uh, a good idea. Uh, so, yeah, Sting would do okay. Like I said, Undertaker, Mark Calloway would do fine. He would be, because it's like if 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 Ted Nugent was in it, you know, because Ted Nugent loves guns. Uh, yeah. And so he would do absolutely A-OK with Taker. Um, the question everybody needs to know, the acclaimed. They'd be fine. Well, it depends. Are they trying to scissor yeah. him or? They're protected by the masses. Um, Not really. I'm just kidding. Rhea Ripley would kick some ass. Yeah, she would kick some ass. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Dominic's last word to mommy. Because uh, <laughs> Ray outruns him? Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's much quicker. He after like seven knee surgeries. Um, yeah, Ray absolutely outruns him. You see Ray bouncing around the ropes, avoiding zombie bites. Um, I think Charlotte Flair... Ray would be like Yoda. He would just be... Uh, Charlotte Flair would not last as long as Rick because she's too pretentious. Like, <laughs> she's too pretentious. Like, she thinks she can get by... Just like, keep oh. keep that in mind, folks. If you're ever in a zombie apocalypse, don't be pretentious. Yeah, you won't like, be able to outrun like, Ric Flair. Like, no, like Flair. I never thought the phrase "somebody was more pretentious than Ric Flair" would ever come out of his Flair mouth. Flair would set up shop at the local bar, at the local watering hole, and he would go down with it like the Titanic. The cap, you know, yeah. you know, because the captain in the movie anyway lasts a while, he, but he and he would have lasted longer even if he wouldn't have if he wouldn't have gone down the ship. Right? He would have lasted even a little longer. I'm not saying he would have made it, but he gives himself more of a fighting chance. Rick would set up at the whatever local watering hole he loves, and he would be there for weeks. And then when they come crashing down, he he does a couple of knife edge chops, and he's going to go down. But I mean, we're talking about weeks where Charlotte Flair is going to try too hard. She's going to fight too hard because she's still got a life to live with Andrade and maybe having a family and the whole nine. And she's going to fight too hard and be too stuck on herself. Where Flair is going to be half in the bag the whole time, so his stress levels are fine. Um, it's it, I've really thought out this process like on here. I know, and there's some weirdest yeah. conversation we. Had. I think they pulled it off. I think they're showing highlights. I think they finished by eight o'clock. It's pretty impressive. Well done, well done. Uh, nice job. Baseball's moving quicker these days. How'd that happen? I, I don't want it to. As a paying customer, why would I? I, I want I want bang for my buck. Uh, I don't know. Take your child to a baseball game, and then you can. They that they question. did they did finish. Uh, New York Yankees uh, eliminate the Cleveland Guardians. Beat them five to one. Five to one with two less hits. Tough tough break there. Six uh, hits for the Yankees. Eight hits for the Guardians. Um, Abaddon from AEW would do just fine. She blend in. Yeah, she blend in real good. She blend in. Uh, you, um, I assume Ruby Soho would do fine. Rosemary. Because, I, I assume Ruby Soho would do fine because we don't know where she is anyway. JBL would do great because he'd get in his limousine and he's just and mowing just them. mow him down <laughs> until <laughs> that thing don't go no more. 
And yep. he's in Texas, so yeah. he can probably drive far enough to another large contraption, get in that one, yeah. and keep on mowing him down. He, he would put like the front of a you know the front of a plow truck. Oh on that, on my that god! JBL, yeah. Undertaker, and Stone Cold Steve Austin all at yeah. Austin's ranch yeah. murdering zombies. Yeah. Movie, write it, we, somebody. We just gave you the greatest series of all time. <laughs> uh, because if you look at it, yeah, he would be mowing them down, and I think JBO would be mowing them down, and they'd be flying up like the people on Grand Theft Auto when you hit them. You know, boom, 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 boom. Where it sounds like you're hitting road signs almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I really do. I think that absolutely they would do lovely in, in – uh, in the zombie apocalypse, every Texan would. They're Texans. They're they just Texans. they know how to fight. Maybe not do. Sheldon. I'm not going to say. I think it. he's the. I'm not going to say it. I think he's he's the exception right. to the Texan rule. Uh, MVP would do very well. He went to prison. That's so fair. Anyone who went to prison's got it. Like you're good. Used to hand to hand combat. Um, Rob Van Dam <laughs> would be I... so screwed. He's just too high. It's just too uh, Rob is you can, <laughs> There's never a two yeah. stoned in a zombie situation. It's fine. You are for fending off. Like, oh. Yeah, because you're oh. slower. I didn't feel it coming up behind me, not bro. Slower. Not slower. No. Not in certain situations. No. I'm telling no, you. No, I'm telling you. Riddle and Rob, <laughs> Riddle and Rob Van Dam are done in the alley. You'd be the surprised what could kill a buzz, bro. It, it, look, Riddle and Rob Van Dam are done, done in the same hour. No, it's fine. No I'm way. telling you. They'll make it. They'll be John, fine. John Moxley would be putting in the work. John Moxley would put in work. Let me tell you who would really shock us. I don't know about shock us, but I want to pick like picture how good he would be at a zombie apocalypse. Eddie Kingston. His life is built for that. He would go down. <laughs> like everybody he probably would. I got this. He'd bad news. I'm tell- no, I mean like he'd be like he'd be like the hero of the movie. Like I, yeah. I got this. And then he, he- Gets he's in a the big guy old... that thinks he's like too tough, to, you know, too tough for anything. Well, here's the genius. And then of Eddie is the Kingston. first to die? No, 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 no. But here's the genius of Eddie Kingston. He's not the first to die. He appears to be the first to die. Yeah. But he shows up in the last ten minutes of the two-hour runtime to save everyone covered in zombie guts because he's Eddie freaking Kingston. Dies. He's like, no, uh, he's like Glenn on The Walking Dead. Uh, you know, Glenn covered himself up the first time. Yeah, and all that. exactly. Yeah, like, I just do. I, I think that... It, you know who would do great? Who? I lost it. Cool. Yeah. How's Dar- how no, I got I got a trio that would do well. Go ahead. Reggie, yeah. Kofi, and John Morrison. And just stand up yeah. high. Thank yeah. you. Just parkour off some walls. Parkour, it's fine. Big shows getting eaten, going Parkour high. for days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing that goes through his brain. How did they do that? <laughs> He's getting zombed. He zombie lunched me, bro. And it I is, love this show. It's, it's the weirdest damn show we've ever done. Um, <laughs> and some of them have been weird. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, ECW icon the Sandman would be fantastic. He's swinging that Seaport cane with a case of beer the whole time. And just going till he gets a little too buzzed. Yeah, that's what. All right, so for like three hours, he's. I mean, he's mowing them. For three hours, he's putting in the work. Hour number four, he's. This is my last words. I do. I feel like. I feel like all the ECW guys would have a fighting chance because they're just demented. Because, um, and uh, they were before all the concussions, let alone after. 
Um, yeah, I want to see a, I want to see a zombie get three D just once in my life. That'd be great. That would be fantastic, especially because it's like if they're like six months of being like, a zombie. So like as soon as the three D hits. Like, Devon's gonna have a zombie head in his hands. There's gonna be arms and legs all about the ring and some guts and blood. It'd be great. Imagine that visual. If someone is listening, we need to get some money behind this idea. Like, like, I don't know why Sci-Fi... And Bubba's just got that look on his face after he's done. The like, eyes and go. Not like and cinematic match style. No. Like, a straight-up zombie movie, but just involving pro wrestlers. I feel like... And um, thousands of extras in the crowd so it can happen at a big event like WrestleMania. And and you would assume that most of the old... Just take all the extras together. from AEW that aren't doing anything. They you, don't have that many. You'd assume... Not to fill a stadium. You'd assume the older guys would be the first to go, but let me give you one legend. Don't look at me like that. Let me give you one legend that you wouldn't think uh, would be the first to go, but would absolutely... I mean, he might be in the Final Four. Arn Anderson. Because yeah, he seems that, like that, a fighter. He's not it did afraid, run through my brain. He's not afraid to... Look, he told Cody about a year ago. Never seen you and me, please don't hurt me. I pull out the Glock. <laughs> that was <laughs> one of the most hardcore promos. And so he'll... So Arn Anderson will pull out the Glock and he will mow through zombies like water through a tourist. But I'm telling you. the question is, does he have the aim to do it? It's a high-stress situation. He's, he's a four-horseman. It's a high-stress situation. Let me tell you what. That's, see, but this is this why is I think, like... Ways. This is, Every horseman knows how to shoot and fire, I can promise you. But in that type of a situation, are you going to be able to nail every shot as a headshot, or are you better off with Drew McIntyre and using Vince's sword? I think Vince would call take the, his sword back then. No, uh, he just, <laughs> he'd just stand behind Drew and Brock. You mean Brock's got a sledgehammer, Drew's got a sword? I'll be fine. <laughs> this is such good shit, pal. Good job, guys. Yeah, he's he's riding. He's That's riding. why I made you champion over and over again. He's right. He's riding like the twelve horses they call in for the Undertaker in some entrances. Yeah, see, that's perfect. There. Um, no. here's a here's a hot take. Stephanie would survive before Hunter. Yes. Because she's got that McMahon blood. She's evil. I was just going to say because Triple H would protect his family first, but okay, that's no, fine. No, every McMahon has an evil bone. That's the way it is because it's a screwed up family. No, you can't be from Vince's loins and not be a little... You can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll call it zombie mania. Hell yeah, <laughs> You think I'm not writing this down? Because I'm going to. Zo- you know, zombie mania and then the other is pro wrestling versus zombies. And it's just, no, every McMahon, and people want to act like, well, there's no way Stephanie's evil, too. You done, you done lived under his shadow for, and his learning tree for your whole life. You've, you've got some of the other. That's the way it is. I wrote it down. And, and, and Shane's got it, too, but Shane's come out in different ways. He's a billionaire's kid who wants to die in the ring. Yeah. So every McMahon, if, you, if they are truly a product of Vince and Linda, if they are in that gene pool... They're nuts. There's a part of them that's crazy. I guarantee you, all of Triple H's daughters could be assassins because it's in them. Shit, it's, it's in them. Shane would die just because he wants to do some crazy yeah, he stunt. Would, he would leap on fifty-five zombies. You made me think that, like, if they had a hell in a cell, yeah, and one brave soul, mm-hmm. everyone might make it out okay. Yeah. You're going to make a lot of noise in that like, cell by yourself and like, uh, hope well, you can climb you, out. You would need a, like I said, that, that might be where Shane comes in to save the whole McMahon name. 
Because he, he'd be crazy enough. I'll take on all 60 of those. I got this. No like, problem. Like, like Woody Harrelson at the end of the Zombieland when he's in the like the, the, the fair booth and he's just boom. Oh, boom. yeah. Like, that yeah. would probably be like Shane. And, and like, because, again, I think every man is bucking futz, bro. Fucking fucks, bro. Everybody that is a true product of Vince and Linda, you've got some crazy in you. you got that dog in him, as I said. Um, you know, I do. I, I just, I'm, you know, Triple H is only married in, which also means he's a little deranged, because why the hell would you want to marry into that family? I don't care how hot Stephanie is. I don't know. Look, no, Stephanie's a fine piece, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't marry into that family for nothing. I'm sorry, I just don't. You, you want me to spend the rest of my life in some ways with Vincent Mann? I love this man because I get to love him from afar. I would probably absolutely jump off a bridge of indetermined height. You know what I would say? How many rings do you want me to wear, Steph? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, because these... Because he's he's bucking fights. Well, of course he is. It's fine. Like, so why would I want to marry into that? At some point. Because at some point, maybe, just maybe, that T-Rex skull can be yours. But, but why do I want to run this whole company anyway? The job sucks. Think about it. Just forget about the money you're making. The job itself sucks. Uh, yes. Yeah, and we, we've money. seen it firsthand on smaller occasions. It's, it's, How stressful. It's lucrative. Don't get me wrong. It's an amazing spot to be in. But who wants to be in that spot? People that are crazy like Vince McMahon and Tony Khan and... That's it. Bill Watts because, and, and Crockett and... Jarrett and about, Jared Jr. That's be, because... Uh, even it, though it was Jerry and Jeff, but it was just more fun to say it my way. Because uh, Triple H isn't even that crazy, to be honest. He didn't want this. No, he was ready to walk away. Yeah, he was, he was. I'm good. I'll be around. Like Triple H was kind of coming back, and Stephanie was on leave when all this went down. This wasn't what he really wanted. Like they were both looking forward to taking a vacation. They had, they said they had just booked it. Even they had booked. All right, we're gonna go here. Gonna get away from the business, and and you know we'll let Vince and his and they, they said they were gonna come back. Yeah, but we're gonna let Vince for a few months. You know, unless he needs us. And then they get a call from the board on the way to their vacation. Said they got a call in the car on the way to their vacation. They were going to go for a week or two and get away from the business entirely. They get a call on the way. Hey. Hey, guys. (laughs) Triple H H said it. It was like, hey, um, yeah, we've, um, you know, we've uh, talked to Vince and they 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 tell them the whole investigation thing. And it's, and it's like, um, he's got to go away at least for a little while. And, and he's recommending you, uh, would you do it? And triple H goes, uh, we'll call you back and like, give me, give me like 15 minutes. Like the whole cup, the billion dollar corporation is hanging on the line for 15 minutes. Well, he wants to get some, so he has to discuss with the wife before he says yes. So, So yes, give me 15 minutes to discuss. Then he said they called him on the way. They're on the way in the car to the vacation home. Because, all right, fine. Because Vince don't. Because every time they brought up a vacation to him, he said, "Ah, I don't need it. Let me work. Crazy ass. So, well, this. He's still deadlifting four hundred pounds. I Crazy mean, bastard. Yeah, 
I don't know why you want to do that. Let's don't say I don't want to do it now. So Not that I could, but I'm just saying that's a lot of work. I don't want to. So Because uh, Conrad the other day gets the guts to ask Bruce. He goes, what's Vince doing? He goes, I t- whenever I text him, he goes, I'm working out. Surprise. So he's still deadlifting at, at 77 and nothing else to do. Because yeah, Conrad asked Bruce the other day, he goes... Um, I know we're not going to get too far into it. He's like, but but what's Vince doing? Uh, he, Bruce goes, I don't know. Every time I text him, he's like, we're working out. He's like, he did text me at one time at 4 a.m. And he was like, he was like, have you ever seen Twilight? It's 4 a.m. Yeah, he said he texted him and was like, you ever seen Twilight? What the hell is that? That's the most random shit ever. Yeah. Of course, so that means at some point in the last month or two or whatever since he's retired, he stumbled upon it at 4 a.m. Twilight. Bella and oh, Edward and all that bull. <laughs> what the hell? Twilight. Of all the vampire movies to, to watch, he had to watch that one. And and now he's probably calling Hunter at like wee hours of the morning like, have you seen this? This would make a great storyline. That's why Finn Balor wore that thing on his face. Yeah. Like, like, he's probably like, if you bring back Sasha, all right, maybe she's a vampire. This is the most random show. (laughs) It's the best ever. We've ever done, period. All right, Napper, are you glad you jumped in for this? Oh, absolutely. All right. uh, So another Halloween-related what wrestler okay. do you want to see fight uh, the notorious, you know, if you had to pick any wrestler versus any notorious murderer Halloween villain, my, I'm talking Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy, you get where I'm going mm-hmm. here, Chucky, whatever, what's your dream matchup? I mean, that's easy. Kane versus Jason. Straight up. Kane versus take, Jason. Take my money now because I still say to this day to learn that character before he took off his mask in the very early goings. Vince McMahon said, sit down. And he popped a VCR tape because, you know, I'm old and Kane's old. My bad. Popped in a VCR tape and he played all of the Friday the 13th that were available at the time. And he said, this, that, you, that's you. You learned that. Because if you look back at early Kane, he's basically Jason in a wrestling ring. Uh, my better half just Logan commented. Logan got uh, called yeah, out. Yeah, uh, my better half just just uh, commented and said, "Don't lie, Logan. You love Twilight. Look, the first, uh, the first, like, that shit. Uh, the first like three movies are good. The like, but the the Breaking Dawn or whatever it is, is that what it's called? The like the last two. I was like, mm. man, we are jumping the shark, bro. Like the first three movies, I can kind of understand why I was. I doing. mean, vampires with crystal skin in the sunlight isn't already. Jump in the curb. Look, look, look. You got to enjoy a good romantic story every now and again. I don't need romantic stories in my vampire stuff. I need vampire things. All right, hold on here. Let's, let's, easy, easy, easy. Let's, vampire let's, things. Look, so, who, you know, they, they, uh, what about you, Napper? If you had to pick a dream Halloween matchup of all the infamous Halloween characters and a professional wrestler of any kind, who would you go with? Ray Wyatt versus Freddy Krueger. That's a nice little matchup right there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Who would, who would the Undertaker face? 
Pinhead. Okay. Right. I think that's perfect. All right. Who? Pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh, that, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a dream match. I know, right? I hope Who would face Chuck? Who's it going for Chucky? Hornswoggle? I was... I was <laughs> no, no, we can't go based on just height. We need because Hornswoggle was dead. If he's it, because if we go Hornswoggle versus Chucky, Hornswoggle ain't got a shot. He's not. He's not smart enough. Fine, Ray. Ray Mysterio. He's too kind. He's too kind yeah. to beat up a murderous doll. I don't think that's a thing. Oh, I don't yeah. think anybody is too kind to look, not murder a murderous doll. Look, he can be kind. Our truth. Yeah, look. I, our truth. Look, I think if you want to battle the wits, which is what you need, you need like CM Punk versus Chucky or something, because Chucky is witty. I mean, well, honestly, he's not very smart either. I think but he's witty. I think I think you need the dirtiest player in the game against Chucky. I think you need Rick Flair. Yes. If we're talking about a battle of wits for survival between a demon doll and a wrestler, Rick Flair I mean, Rick Flair, Flair, the dirtiest player in the game, probably be able to pull it off. Well, he. He'd uh, he'd have some Ooh. some give with the robe. You could stab it, but not quite him. Yeah. Randy Orton. Oh, it's a matchup right there. Who's taking? All you got to do is just punt Chucky. Who's there taking all? My, who's taking all Michael Myers? Hmm. Hmm. One's a little tougher because yeah, yeah. we already used Kane and the Undertaker. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and I don't want to use them again. I'm going to say mother Brock Lesnar versus Michael yeah. Myers. That would be that'd be that would be damn good. That would be damn good. Um, who's taking on Freddy? Who'd you say take on Bray? Bray. Bray? Oh yeah, he All said right. Bray. All right. Um. What other Halloween characters am I missing? Who else we got? We got, I mean, the Creeper. He's kind of crappy now, but the first one was good. Yeah. From Jeepers Creepers. Uh, we could have Hornswoggle take on Leprechaun. Yes. That's perfect. That is a match made in I'm heaven. Uh, as, long as, as long as we're talking about all the Leprechauns before Leprechaun in Duh, and yes, Duh as in D, Hood. That's an awful film. Yeah, please. I would, I would please, have, no. I would have the, I'd have the guy from, I'd have Saul... And you have to go back to how he used to be, but it would work. Mick Foley, because Mick Foley has that deranged yeah. part of him that it make, makes money. Well, I would have Jake Roberts take on the Creeper. That'd be a pretty good one. You know, we we just get heavy odd breathing and and just you know because Jake's got to hit the oxygen mask and who takes on it? Pennywise the clown. Oh, oh God. Oh, Doink the clown. No. 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 Uh, no. No. Let's be serious gonna, for a minute. It's Lance Storm. How are you going to do a Pennywise like that? It's Lance. Well, Pennywise no, is going over no, anyway. It's not. We're not going. We haven't. Do you want it to be boring? Because that's what it would be. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> He's not cutting promos on, on Pennywise. Nobody, look. Nobody. He's walking out with his three championships. Pennywise. Pennywise. Who would face Pennywise in a, you know, mm. that's going to bother me now. Dexter Loomis. Good job, Travis. 
Very nice. Shut up and take my money. Let's go. Who else do we have here? Do we include the Scream guy? Sure. All right. Sure, sure. Yeah, the screen guy. I think that's since he's not supernatural. I think Ricochet is a fair opponent for the screen guy. I want nothing to do with Ricochet ever. I'm just saying he's fast. He's limble. He's no wait. Limble, limble. Yes, limber. But anyway, I changed my answer because we can't really can't use a guy for the screen guy because he's always trying to kill the girls. Mm -hmm. So Becky, Becky versus Ghostface. I'm in. You, I got. A, I got a better one. Hmm. Shayna Baszler. Ooh, yeah, I'm in for I'm that in. one. Uh, back to the zombie apocalypse question. Like, who oh, would do? Who would do? You know who we? Did, you know who we didn't think about that would do incredible. Incredible. Ooh. Gunther. Gunther. You don't think he wouldn't run through? Ooh, just with a knife. One, edge just chop one chop all, to the face. Boom! 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 They're done. <laughs> it just over. crushes. He crushes, would, oh, he'd run through them dome like, pieces. He would run through that like saucer sick cat. And with that, uh, like it's eight o'clock. Yeah. Any any closing words? I mean, this has been the most enriching to the turnbuckle that we have ever delivered. We went from wrestling to religion to horror films and a few other things in between, and did not yell at each other once. Damn, they, they, showed, they, showed, this they showed CM Punk in the Ring of Honor video package. Oh, my. For half a second. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> That's noteworthy. Here we go. <laughs> and this is why Tony Khan doesn't say things, Dave. For half a Mr. second. Mr. Meltzer. For half a second. The, the blonde tips. See? This is why Tony won't say anything about what's going on, All Mr. Right. Meltzer. All right. Napper, any final words? This has been the weirdest, coolest, funnest hour I've ever sat on this show. You should have been here for all three. It was wild, bro. I know. It was bucking futs. Tell it tell that to my job. You tell that to your job. What's your schedule, bro? It's not my place. It'd be like your mom calling it's in. <laughs> he can't I'm I'm sorry. This is Travis's producer for To the Turnbuckle. He is not going to be able to make it in today. You didn't schedule him properly to not miss the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for understanding. Click. He, he and then and then my phone rings. Jason, what did you do? I just got fired. Just like that. That's exactly how it would go. <laughs> well, guys, I can do the show more. <laughs> what are we doing here? What? What are we doing? Just looking at the... Garbage. Uh, look, look, look. Death Triangle's amazing, okay? All right. Uh, Leave Penta and Ray Phoenix and Pack alone. And I'm going to do that, and we'll what talk we about... missing? We'll... Dynamite. Is it on tonight? Yeah, it's right now. Where have you been? Work! Where have you been? You don't work seven days a week, bro. It feels like it. Oh, all right. I'll cut you some slack, but I mean, they're only talking about a while because there's this thing called the Major League Baseball Playoffs that TBS is currently well, airing like a lot of the games for. And I also told you I missed Dynamite last week. So whose fault is that? They didn't just announce it on Dynamite again. My job, <laughs> Napper. I don't like my job. I need more hours. Napper, I don't like my new job. I'm working too many hours. I know. Make up your mind, bruh. First invade Iraq, then it's in the troops home. Pick a side, Senator. Oh, God. 
worse than a senator right pick, now. Pick one. You just choose to be grumpy, bro. Just yeah, yeah, I do. You do. You either want more hours or less hours, which is it? Come on now. Can't I want hours just between the hours of such and such. Of so, I mean, there is this very novel thing called a request where you can go up like, hey, man. You know how bad I really, I really like it Aaron. here. I, but I could really use a little bit more time on this specific day every week. If we could, like, work that out, that'd be cool. If not, it's fine. I mean, you can only do so much. You but if you could work that out for me, that would be awesome. That's how you approach that, bro. And next week, find out if if Napper had the stones to put in said request. I doubt it. Because you, you get so shy. You're like a little baby. Well, the schedule, I think this is good. I think the schedule's already up in that week. All right, live on the air right now. What do you? What, what do you? You gotta, what, you gotta get this what together. Are you, what are you doing next Tuesday? This is how we're gonna end the show. What, <laughs> what are you doing next Tuesday? Hold on, hold right. on. Let me see. But he, let me yeah, see. Uh, I'll give you some time. Uh, Eight years later, uh, we're about we're about to be the lead into. Wow, that, aren't we? that's 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 not fair. I, I am trying my hardest, sir. I don't believe you because I can see you and it doesn't look like look, it. Look. Here's the thing. I am seven. I'm seven to six next Tuesday. Are you kidding me? This is rigged. It's a long day. Yeah, bro. God Ten bless hours. America. Ten hours. Jesus. I leave the house at like six forty-five. I'd be home by three. Did my, here, <laughs> Sometimes one. All right. Well, with that, I guess Snapper will not be here next week. We're good. we're gonna try to get this NDI thing working. I think I figured right. it out. All right. So it should. He can be on camera when he's done. All right. Probably. All right. He'll or he'll just be on the audio version on Anchor.fm or Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And with that, this Actually, is- I was wrong. I'm 6.30 to 7. That's even worse. That is even worse. How is it? How do we not how is it seven? How is it 7 to 6, then- but then 6.30 to 7? Are you working overnight? I'm confused about your scheduling. You ever watch Arrested Development? I was looking. I was looking at this week's schedule. Yeah. You, you, oh. you ever watch Arrested Development? No. Well, not that I. Not that I don't. I've heard it's funny, and not that I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't want to watch that. I just well, never got well, into the rotation. There's a character named Job, and his slogan is, "I've made a horrible mistake." And I think Travis Napper <laughs> has made a horrible mistake, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Fine. Probably. Probably. We'll see. It's going to be the lead into Dynamite. We're going to have to start competing with freaking Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Jesus, Sheldon's a freaking draw. How are we going to compete with that? I know. He's even got a spinoff that goes well. Bless America. All right. Well, with that, this has been the wildest off the wall to the turnbuckle we've ever produced. We love you. We thank you. If you listen to any of this show this week or in the audio versions, thank you. Truly. Uh, please share the show. Give us a like. Give us a share. We want to grow this thing, and we need you to do it. Please, please, please. Thank you. We love you. And uh, with that, toodaloo. We'll see you in the ring next week. Ding, ding.